Well, gentlemen, it's that time of year. It's the most anticipated time of year. And it's not because of the World Cup. I'll tell you that much. That whole thing is a stinker. Go uh, USA. Yeah. They have a shot this year. That's how bad it is. <laughs> Honestly. They got to beat one team and then they win the group. All right. It's coming to the end of the year. We just had Thanksgiving. Um, Christmas time is just around the corner. It's around one snowy corner. And with the holiday season comes the slew of releases of top 25 cigars of the year lists from various media outlets. Um, by the time this is released, Cigar Aficionado will actually have already released their list. They're doing it a little earlier this year. But then you have the Dojo list, Blind Man's Puff, um, Cigar Coop, Cigar Dojo, all the, and, and I always like to release ours a little earlier than everyone else, so that way we can see how many not not that we got right, but how many of ours are being you know are are in the zeitgeist. Last year um, we had two last of year, the top three cigars in other top two five like other top so five. So our lists number as well. one last year was the Undercrown Ten. I believe. It was a Kintsugi last year. Kintsugi Kintsugi last year. Number Underground two. was number three. Number three. Number two was 1935. Yeah. And the 1935 was the number two cigar of the year from Cigar Aficionado. And the Underground 10 was, was, the, ha- was the half-wheel consensus, meaning that cigar was on more top yeah. 25 lists than anything else. So um, safe to say that we are the industry leaders. Everyone takes their, uh, you know, we are their guide if you will. If you will. I will. Will you? I will. Who right. are you? Okay. I don't know. Zach Wilson. I don't know what um, we're talking about. <laughs> Zach Wilson. <laughs> Zach Wilson. <laughs> I hate that guy. Um, so uh, I'm joined by my always co-host, of course, Secret Chris. What's going on? How you doing? I'm wearing doing the Mill DS hat. Yep. Kobe High School t-shirt. Yep. I only know that because you told me before. <laughs> Same here. I had no idea what that was. Yeah. I, I, I got weird about it, too. You got, like, shy about it. You got shy about yeah, it. Don't be shy. Not shy. I just the cute thing I about went right Chris, into the jersey of, like, not wearing it. The cute thing about Chris is, it's, it's, it's like, not, it's, like, a fun cute. It's that, like, no, because, like, I have, I have weird things that are, it's, like, a prized possession for me. And you guys be like, that's, this is probably, like, a, like, my Kobe, like, the Kobe High School t-shirt is probably, like, one of his favorite things. I just got it. Is it one of it's your favorite be things? One of I mean, I just things. got it, so it's right now. No, it's not one of my favorite things. But if people were like pointed out and know what it is, then I'm like, okay. But if we, were, cool. if we were to ask that or the baby, the baby, I think yeah. we all, I think <laughs> we all, I think we all know where we're going with it. I think we all know the baby. He left that baby behind to go buy that shirt. <laughs> he left it with customer service at the yeah. Walmart. Here, hold this. <laughs> uh, we're all having fun. We have fun. We have fun. Yeah, we have fun here. We have fun. Jess finds it hilarious. So <laughs> does she? Well, yeah. She needs something to laugh at because yeah. I was going to I mean, she needs some entertainment because I'm not around. Uh, <laughs> so good. let's get into the 2022. Oh, by the way, yeah, we're also. Hey. I'm Hi, sorry. guys. <laughs> How do you forget this guy? Uh, we are joined, uh, our co host from our Picks with Sticks show, and. We always uh, we always ask him to join in our top twenty five podcast because he has invaluable information and uh, just an amazing jawline. I have so. no information today. I just got you just got That's me. Cool. Um, and I do apologize. I'm not smoking on this. I'm just getting over a throat thing. I'm going to be doing a lot of throat clearing. I'll try to do it outside of the microphone to uh, to avoid all that. But without further much ado, about nothing, 
Let's get to the JR cigar. Oh, no, no, it's not. The, the Nick and Chris top 25 cigars of 2022, also with Derek. That's the proper title. <laughs> also with Derek. I love that. It's great. Happy to be part of it, man. Um, and we are going to start at number 25, which I don't happen to see in front. There it is. Number 25, one of three private labels we have on this. Now, I know what everyone's saying. I don't like the eye rolls. You know, we, 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 we said this last year. This is an opinion piece. This is not from, you know, the big wigs of JR. This is me and Chris, the cigars we smoked this year, the ones we smoked multiples of that we really enjoyed. This is our list, so I want to put that out there. This is uh, We're not saying other lists are wrong or your opinion is wrong if you don't like these. We are not saying that anything like that. This is yeah. just our personal opinion, our palates, our experiences, and, and we're bringing that to life. I and, agree. Uh, well, also, if you look at any of the lists, there are very, very few, you know, and, and take Cubans out of it, um, which nobody sells uh, yeah. in this country. Um, there are very, very, very few brands that get rated in these things that we don't carry it might be a limited edition size or something mm -hmm. but in terms of the brands the only one i can think of that gets consistently high ratings that we don't have is aladino which is uh i think it's christian roa's brother okay does it um aladino and they're very good cigars we just don't carry them um so again just a disclaimer so let's start out at number 25 which is the oliva v milanio jr 50th toro this was released um, as a private cigar for us last year during our 50th anniversary um, celebration. I mean, whoever thought of that idea was just a really good looking top guy. Notch. Really, good really looking, cute guy. Really cute guy. Nice looking fella. <laughs> Beautiful lips. Yep. Zach Wilson. <laughs> Zach Wilson. God, I hate that guy. Um, but what uh, Melanio, now let's get the negatives out of the way. Oliva V and Oliva Melanio, they release. There's 10,000 versions of it out there, so it does get a little mundane. However, what makes this one special is that it was the first Parejo, or rounded version of the cigar, ever released in the U.S. They did do one uh, several years ago that was released just in Europe. It got very little traction just because it was released only in Europe, so not really going to take off in America. But I have given this to people like Derek, who I know has smoked many Oliva Vs, people like me and you, obviously, Chris, uh, Prem. Mm -hmm. People who are regular cigar smokers of these types of brands, particularly the Oliva V Milano, each one regards this as the preferred version. That's wild. Because that, it wasn't wasn't the same way with the aging room. It uh, was the same way. 50th. Like yeah. people were were loved the Quattro Nicaragua original size and shape. But then when you release it in the 50th, everyone's like, that's a lot better too. So it's kind of it's, it's kind like, of interesting that you're getting that for both, you know, two different cigars and a twelve. I think there was a total of 12 cigars mm -hmm. last yeah. year. So um yeah, this one that people really, really love. I've given this to like a buddy of mine who isn't a really big cigar smoker, and they were like, they were kind of blown away. It's it's super easy to smoke. And like the thing that always like fascinates me about cigars is like Size, I hate size. You're gonna make a joke, you know, whatever. But size really does like matter, and like the different shapes, and like go ahead. <laughs> now I'm not it. gonna make a joke just to prove you wrong. Okay, no, I'm kidding. Size does matter. I've heard that but all like, the time. No, but like literally the, the different shapes, and like you just get like draw a different type of like you know uh, flavor notes from it. It's just very interesting to me. It is. I mean, and it has so much to do with how the tobaccos are layered in there. You know, the construction. 
You're going to be tasting things maybe in a different order. You're going to be tasting more of certain things because the ratio is different. The ratio of filler and binder. Because the original is a box press, right? Original is a box yeah. press. Yeah. And a lot of people are not – I know a handful of people who don't prefer box press, which – right? right? I, I like the box press. I think it's I don't fun. Was it? Okay. I thought it was you who said you're like, eh. No, I like how it draws a lot of smoke okay. out of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you got Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, Nicaraguan filler and binder. I'm not – I haven't always been crazy about Sumatra wrappers. Recently, I've been getting on board with them. There's been some some big releases using Sumatra, really bringing out those coffee notes. Um, but for to sum it up with the V. Melania, I think – Take everything you like about your regular Oliva. And don't forget, the Oliva V. Milano in the, the Perfecto box press was named number one cigar of the year, I believe, back in 2012. Um, and has been in a top 10 ever since. This one actually got, um, I believe it was by Blind Man's Puff. I th this, was, this got a 90 rating somewhere, our version. Um, you know what? This was top twenty-five half wheel last year. Yeah, oh, that's what it was. Yeah. it was. Top twenty-five. Half it was top twenty-five, and then the Mother Church fiftieth was top five. Top four. It was four. number four, I believe, for Blind Man's. Yeah, Puff. dang. Nah. So, I, as you can see, even though it has our name on it, we are not just hawking our own stuff here. This is universally beloved, and I think uh, very, very willingly deserves its its place on our list. So, I don't know what to say about that, Derek. But you can go, you can go sit on the bench with Zach Wilson. Why? <laughs> Why am I getting yelled at? Why do you hate Zach Wilson so much? I, I yeah, I understand. I just <laughs> took that back. Uh, back. Chris, you want to take it over for number twenty-four? Yes, uh, number twenty-four on there. There's a bad boy. Is the Hoya de Nicaragua Cinco Decadas? Um, this is an anniversary cigar in in its own right too. Um, came out in 1968, and then this one was released in 2018. Um, I believe the binder and filler are secret. The manufacturer's secret. Manufacturer's secret. That's why I gave That's it to you. That's why me. he gave it to me. LOL. <laughs> and <laughs> excuse me, the rapper is a <laughs> is a Nicaraguan rapper. Um, I've had this a few times. I love uh, Hoya de Nicaragua. Like the Antonio Connecticut is probably one of my favorite, one of my go tos. And after I smoked that, I went to the original Antonio, and then I went to this, and I really enjoyed it. I'm not the biggest fan of torpedo shaped cigars, just because. Um, if I have a cut, like a uh, what is it, a perfect cut, they call it with the back on it. I'm like, I can't ever smoke a torpedo with that. You have so. to like keep doing it, like yeah. a like yeah. And I feel like, like I finally perfected how to cut a cigar properly. There'd be times where it was like, le like it looked like <laughs> like it was no, so leaning, and I was messing it that up. That is so. a way. That is a way people will cut their torpedoes. Oh really? They will, they will do it on. An oh angle. yeah, I'm talking about a regular like oh, a Parejo okay. shape, yeah, but good. like for that, yeah, I, I do see it with that. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know what else really to say about this uh, other than I, I do enjoy it. Um, I, I smoked it, like I said, a few times this year and I figured it, it definitely would have to have a spot in our, on our list. How many, um, Drew Estate cigars do we have? I don't think we have that many this year, two, to be honest. Right? Three, yeah. Two, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's two. Yeah. Um, but this yeah, is this, not technically, I, I, I know it's, yeah. If people have been doing that recently, um, like even our own website, which I disagree with, like throws Hoy to Nicaragua under, under Drew State. Yeah, I never just, think it, it I, I just said not. it so I don't get it, like I don't want to get it wrong, but I think like Hoya de Nicaragua, like uh, it's, to me, it's always like on its own. I never, I think in the back of my mind, I'm like, of course it's Drew State because of just how I've yeah, worked that's, that's for the past all, yeah, few years. That's the only reason. That's the thing is only like 
that's only been the past like six or seven years they've been distributing it before they, like that's how they I were their them. own yeah, yeah entity they're, and their own thing they're their old they're the old that's what the 1968 that's the oldest factory in Nicaragua is Hoya de Nicaragua I didn't know really that. the uh the Classico which is another private label that that we have from them that was like a famous like the White House smoked that cigar in the 70s you know they are Ooh. they are the origins of Nicaragua you know the Nicaraguan cigar industry like the, yeah. the modern industry and I also, I do like this size. It's called the El Doctor. The guy who um, now runs Hoy de Nicaragua, his name is uh, Dr. I can't remember his first name, but Juanca, C-U-E-N-C-A, I believe. I met him at a trade show. Incredibly nice guy, incredibly knowledgeable, like brushes elbows with like politicians yeah. and knows all these people. Uh, very cool guy. And so this, the El Doctor is named um, after him. But yeah, Hoya, you know, needs a place on this list uh, always. Um, but this year I, we found ourselves smoking a lot of the Decadas. So yeah, and I do like how we let off the list with two like anniversary, 50th anniversary cigars. Yeah. It kind of just goes to show you how much time <laughs> goes into making really, really good smokes. So. And also the staying power that both these cigars yeah. were released well over a year ago and they're they're still making the list. Mm-hmm. Um, let's take it up to the Illusione original documents. Where am I seeing this 23. guy? 23. Is it not? Did we smoke it's, smoke it Is it the white band next to the... No, nope, right here there. we go. Yeah, it is hard to see that. Um, Illusione. Uh, have you smoked a lot of Illusione? Like I think I've not. I think unfortunately. Have you smoked any? I think I smoked a couple. It's just hard to remember how many because yeah. you guys always like throw sticks at me, so it's hard to remember. But we yes, have to I get have. you on like the original. I'll give you this one to smoke after the Epirone is really good. But I mean, basically, Dion yeah. from Illusione is like this weird secret scientist with this stuff. I remember the first time I ever saw him at a trade show. We were going to dinner. And then I go to one of our buyers and there's this huge guy, like he, he, he like six, seven, like huge guy. Is he that tall? He's tall. He's, ve- oh. he's, he's, over- I mean, I've only ever seen him virtually. He's, when we've yeah, stuff, he's, so he's, he's over down. six, five. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. He's a big guy. Big Pomodoro. Yeah. Sideburns. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I see that. Know. I see this guy like waiting in line for dinner and I go to, uh, I don't know, Joe or someone. I'm like, Hey, who's, who's that's this guy. Like, Cause people were like talking. It wasn't just like he was some random, he looks like a random Vegas guy. Yeah. But people were talking to him that I knew, and I'm like, "Who is this guy?" He's like, "Oh, that's Dion from Illusione." I've talked, and you would think this guy would be out there, you know, like he would do some kind of like <laughs> big Vegas personality yeah. or something. Fake he Elvis, is yeah. super quiet, reserved, incredibly smart. Like he started off as like a Vegas cigar shop owner, started making his brand originally with um, the factory in Honduras that Alec. Bradley owns. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Now works almost exclusively with um, Aganorsa at their facility. But just super smart, intuitive. It's all about consistency. Whereas a lot of people will use, you know, literally the same tobacco from the same crop for mm-hmm. the same cigar year in and year out. His thought is, hey, weather changes, the soil changes. If the tobacco is not going to taste the same, he's like, he's like, I'm not trying to recreate the specs i'm trying to recreate the experience every year so he'll go to a different farm to find tobaccos that are going to recreate the experience for a cigar that's gonna be so challenging to do it i is. couldn't mm-hmm. imagine that and he still runs his own shop like you really have to have like your palate and like like basically like you're smelling your your you know taste buds everything has to be a like just i think there's a, a group of guys that he would know more obviously there's a group of guys that i've noticed in the industry that are like very much like very creative like look at this as like a work of art Right. Mm. And then there's other people who are 
just making them to make them to be like, hey, I'm a cigar maker, right? The, we did a top five a few months ago where it was like the original, uh, the unusual suspects. His magazine cover was from 2009 with him, John Huber, Matt Booth, uh, Jonathan Drew, the guy from El Rico Habano. Uh, George, George, Rico. I think I'm missing somebody else, but I look at that cover. I'm like, those are the guys that like are and Pete Johnson are, are in it to like for the love of it. And you could just tell, and they all like kind of operate the same way. Like he was saying, how Dion is very quiet and humble and reserved. Like I met John Huber a few times, and he's he's busting chops. Like he'll bust my chops, bust Nick's chops, but in yeah, he's general, a big ass. We all know. In, ge- in general, like, you ass. watch that like interview, <laughs> that live Q and A he did in Nashville. John is very quiet and like. You could just see humble, like he's just in it to like make it. And I've never met Dion; I've only seen him virtually. But he just he seems quiet in the beginning when you're like we're kind of playing, mapping out, like all right, this is how the video is going to go. And then once you start talking about cigars, it's like you know, it's like Nick; like you just keep, like they keep going, going. Like he's the guy no you got to ask so the right cool. questions. Yeah, you know, it's like a when you're talking, if you're like interviewing like an actor or something, and you're like, oh well, like how do you prepare for this? And they're all going to give you that you know that same answer, mm-hmm. but. Start asking about specifics. You know, if you ask Quentin Tarantino, like, oh, you know, what's your favorite scene? But if you ask him, like, how did you, like, what camera did you decide to use or for this scene or, this or lens? That, yeah. Or, like, how was the how was the light? That's what they want to talk about. Yeah. But the general public just doesn't know that much about it. So I don't ask Dion, like, what's your favorite cigar? Or, like, who influenced you? I ask him, like, all right, so when you're actually, like, laying out the tobacco, like, you know, what do you taste first? How do you taste yeah. it? You combine, and he—that's what he—he'll go off, yeah. and he loves it. I think you know some guys in the industry. You can ask that too. And then other guys, you can—you just ask the basic question because they might not know that, like yeah. that answer, if that makes sense. It's no, no it disrespect. It's just no, I feel like you can just tell like who who to ask certain questions to because they'll be able to answer it. I got you, and not give like the political answer. So here we have this is the um, one of uh, one of like like a, kind of an oldie, I guess from. Illusione, which is the original documents 888 in the Maduro. Um, I read a little bit about what the 888 stands for. It's has some religious significance. If you combined 888, it's something with Jesus and like, again, it like lays into this like conspiracy kind of thing that, that Dion goes for. Um, But essentially his purpose behind it was he wanted to create something. And I think the actual quote was necessary and sufficient, meaning this cigar is going to have everything you're looking for. So this Nicaraguan Puro has everything. It's rich. It's creamy. It has that signature tobacco sweetness that I now classify as Illusione esque. You know, even when yeah. even when talking to other manufacturers, um, one of the other cigars on this list, I don't want to name which one. When I was talking to the guy who created that, I'm like, it's Illusione esque, and they took that as a big compliment. This is one of the cigars that really is that baseline for Illusione and what they branch a lot of their flavor progressions, everything. This is kind of one of the originals of that. So awesome. definitely deserved a spot on our list. So that was number 23, right? Yep. So number 22. Yes. It's the uh, foundation charter Oak Habano in the grande. Habano in the grande size. So you got to go up there and talk with, uh, yeah. talk with our yeah, friend This a summer bit. we went up there, you and I, and, um, it was the summer? It was August. Oh, my God. You guys right? got pizza after because I remember you guys talking about the pizza. Yeah. You said it was really good. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember, I remember being at home with my kids. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like refreshing what Instagram. Yeah. So we well, went, some people actually watch their kids. We so. went. True. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's just, it's honestly too easy. <laughs> yeah. I'm so yeah, sorry. That was an alley-oop right there, actually. Chris, I can't get Chris is a good father, by the way. Yeah. He's he, not a piece of shit father. No. No. 
Not yet, anyway. <laughs> um, no. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, this summer we went up to Connecticut and, like, made a day of it because we ended up doing the barn smoker for Drew Estate, which we did back in, I believe, 2019. And um, I don't know if this is too honest. Like, you've been to one barn smoker. You've almost, like, been to them all, if that makes sense. Yeah. We still got some really good content. The first year I went, I got to interview Jonathan Drew. <clears throat> Excuse me. That was pretty big because mm-hmm. not a lot. <laughs> to get that man's time for, like, three minutes is... He's the closest, I lot. think, to like an actual uh, rock star. Yeah, like a like like everyone else. Like you know, we have a pretty good reputation. We can kind of like, hey, can we talk? And I'm like, oh yeah, Jonathan. He knows me, but like he doesn't. He'd be like, oh Nick from Jr. How's the wife and kids? And I'm like, don't exist. Don't exist. <laughs> they don't exist. Still not there. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah, um, it's whatever. But he yeah. may, you know, it's, <laughs> it's whatever. It's yeah. Whatever. So, but afterwards, we ended up um, meeting. With Nick Malillo for lunch, and I, I don't know why I thought we were gonna like film stuff, but it was just legit. Like, we just got to sit there and talk with him for three, four hours. Um, we drove over the Charter Oak Bridge, um, so which cool. I thought was pretty dope. And if you know, the there's a tree on the on the band that I believe is is it the Charter Oak tree? Yeah. Or so the, the it's s- a famous tree in Connecticut. So yeah. if you don't know Nick Malillo, he's very much about like. He is the he represents Connecticut like out of every like he stands for that and it's was he born and raised there is yeah that why yeah oh, okay like yeah. very close to where we had lunch like I think at, oh no I don't know he lived close to where we had lunch yeah now but yeah he was and we'll talk more about it because there's another cigar that is on our list where we that we enjoyed during that time uh, that day um, but this is um, this has an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper uh, Nicaraguan binder and filler um, I've always um, I've been guilty of looking at a cigar that might have a little lighter shade and be like, oh, this is, this isn't going to mess me up. Um, and when I, I think, um, when I smoked this one, I was a little like, all right, I need, I need to like have some water or some coffee. Like I need to kind of like dilute like the tobacco highness you get, you get. And, um, this size is a, is a big, is a big one. You know, I like to smoke these, this size, especially in the summertime, cause you have the time to smoke it. Mm-hmm. But on the same time, you got to smoke it. Like for me. Because I, I sweat like in 20 degree weather. You got to smoke it like at night. <laughs> like for me, because like during the day in the sun, I'm like just baking. But um, this was really good. Um, I, I've never had a cigar from Foundation that I, I didn't like. Like he's one guy that like I've just. You'd be hard pressed. To, yeah. To like that. he was just so good. And, you know, we have two on the list from him. You know, this is 2022. Um, this is a really, really good smoke. I, I've I've tried different types of char oak. Um there, so he, this is the only charter oak that doesn't utilize uh, like an actual Connecticut wrapper. So as you said, this is like his love letter to Connecticut. Yeah. So you have the Connecticut shade, the broadleaf, and then the uh, but this uses just an Ecuadorian Habano. Mm-hmm. But um, outside of the coolness of the brand, you know, and and they're probably his best selling brand because of their price point. Yeah. Um, in terms of like, if you unbanded the three charter oaks and smoked them. I think this is the best one. Um, obviously, Nick is uh, well known for his use of broadleaf. Yeah, like golden but, that is, man. But it's that just... the, when you give him, I, I like giving him something that's like not in. His, oh, I like giving a master something that's not in his well-known wheelhouse mm-hmm. and seeing how they do with it. Like you know, it's kind of like when you have like a guest director on a thing. I hate going back to him, but he's been doing a lot of tours recently. Imagine telling Quentin Tarantino, hey, can yeah. you direct an episode of like Rick and Morty for like yeah. seeing what they can do outside of their normal realm? An episode of NCIS, I believe, back in the day. Well, I think it was CSI. CSI, I'm sorry. Yeah, awesome. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. 
Um, yeah, he's been on tour because he's saying now like he has like a he wrote a eight episode. I know what it is. Series. I know what it is. Is it Lancer? I'm pretty sure okay. it's Lancer. Right. Yeah, because he okay. said he wanted to do that for a while. We'll uh, get into that. Yeah. We have, we have a Down the road. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but um, if you're looking for, you know, and I think Nick believes this as well, very underrated um, in terms of kind of fan appeal. Uh, but 93 rated from Half Wheel, I believe, or 92, the Charter Oak Habano. So it's sweet. It's got that nice little Habano zest to it. Very complex. And the price point on it is excellent. Yeah. What number is this now? 20, 21. 21. So at 21, we have the Tatuaje ME2 Toro. So the ME2, the Mexican Experiment. Um, there, thanks, Justin. Just had, to, just had to get in here, didn't you? Okay. I mean, no one can see it, so you're just blocked there. Oh, yeah, now they can. That was good. That was really good. <laughs> Thanks, Van. Is that your first time smoking it? Yeah. What do you think so far? It's good. It's yeah. yeah. That's a good That's one of my favorites, yeah. It's really good. Um, the, so the Mexican Experiment was a cigar that Pete released many years ago. Um, At the trade show. Well, so th this, this... Oh, the Mexican Experiment. The, the, Sorry, the original, yeah. the, the, uh, the OG. Um, and then uh, 2019, I believe, because that was the last trade show yep. that we went to. Um, he released the ME2, the Mexican Experiment 2, um, kind of highlighting Mexican tobacco. He has the Mexican flag uh, as part of the, the color array. Um, San Andreas wrapper. I hate to say this because I feel like I say this for a lot of companies, but there's like two or three wrappers that you give them to Pete Johnson. And I, so I, I know that like Steve Saka and Nick are very well known for their broadleaf and for their Maduros, but... You know, you taste some of like the uh, the behind the shelf stuff from Pete. His his Maduros, his San Andreas stuff, especially some of the like the the Monster series. He does exquisite work with that tobacco. How often do you think these guys make cigars like like they experiment and then they just like make it for themselves? Like I'm sure I, like that. I think, day, right? I, think I think any good manufacturer and and everyone that I respect when I talk to them have said this. They make cigars for themselves. Yeah. That's what their cigars are. They're never going to release something that, that they don't like okay. because they think it'll be commercially viable. Um, I think John said he did that once and it didn't work. He's like, I'll never do that again. Okay. I can't remember which cigar it was, but it, like it just didn't take off. And he's like, I'll never do that again. Mm -hmm. So the Tatawahe ME2, I think it was on our list the year it came out as well. It's just a very yeah. solid, a very great representation. Um, I don't want to say standard, but... If you're looking, if you've never tried a Mexican San Andreas wrapped cigar before, I think this is uh, a good one for you to try because it's kind of down the middle strength-wise, medium, medium to full. You're not going to get, you know, too crushed with the strength on it, but it's incredibly flavorful, sweet, rich, um, and it's Tatawahe, so you can't go really go wrong. <clears throat> Next up at number 21, I believe. 21. 20. Somebody write this these? is 20. I don't know why I didn't put the numbers. It's all right, I got it. It's number 20. It's 20. Thank yeah, you. we just did 21. All right. Um, uh, a brand new cigar from Aganorsa, our dear friends, Terrence and the, uh, and the crew over there at Aganorsa. We have the Aganorsa Guardian of the Farm, Cerberus Lonsdale. Mm. First of all, have you guys seen a cool looking van? No. No, that's pretty dope. Very dope. It is. <laughs> um, so the Guardian of the Farm, um, it's hard to define this. Because they, ha it's kind of a collaboration with Warped, or at least one of the sizes of the original one was for Warped. But it was essentially they named the the line after the dog who like they literally I can't remember the name of the dog, but they I think his name is Henry. Um, but at the farm in Nicaragua, they have a dog that like watched over. That's pretty dope. Guarded the farm. Now, what type of dog is this we're talking about? Uh, I don't know. 
It's gonna be a big dog. I Do you mind looking um, that up? Like uh, the dog named after yeah. Guardian of the Farm. I f- I'm gonna be honest. I, I the, feel like it was a bulldog, like yeah, something like that. You see yeah, the shape scary. of the dog on the Guardian of the Farm. Yeah, it is a bulldog like, on the like original. Other lines, and it, it does look like a pretty big, like beefy dog. That's yeah. like you don't want to cross. Yeah, it's that not. Makes a, sense. It's not like a like a wiener dog. Now it's Cerebrus. Cerebus. Cerebus. What is that? So Cerebus in Greek mythology was the three-headed dog that guarded the entrance of um, – people think that the realm was called Hades. Hades was the guy mm-hmm. who ran it, but the underworld, the netherworld. So as you would descend into the, the underworld in Greek mythology, you would be first guarded by Cerebus, which is the three-headed dog. I think Hercules fought him in the cartoon movie. And then also in Harry Potter. And yeah. then yeah. – if your if your relatives as you died, they would put coins on your eyes Pit when you man. passed over, so you can pay. Um, what the hell was his name? I can't remember his name, but the boatman on the river Styx, and he would take you, and that's how he would transport you to the land of of the underworld. Sick. Um, Chiron, that was his name. C H A R O N. Chiron was the name. He's, of the, uh, he's good. Yeah. With history, man. Oof. Well, he was a you know he said he was a history major, but to still remember this stuff like I I can't remember anything. Do you uh, want to no, know? Yeah. Do you want to know how I remembered his name? No. In you ever seen Boondock Saints? Yeah, classic. Yeah. So when they they put the coins on, and then William Defoe was describing like, and that's how you pay Chiron the boatman, and then they have, <laughs> I want Spot you to. Kill. My Defoe. brother does the best William Defoe. He'll just come up to me and be like, I want you to kill Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this newest <laughs> entry into the Guardian of the Farm line, the Cerebus, um, first of all, size, love it. Love a Lonsdale size. Mm-hmm. Um, it has the best aspects of a Lonsdale, but a little thicker. So it's got a little more body to it, a little more oomph. Um, what's great about this is, you know, one of the big things with, uh, Agonorsa is they're constantly innovating, constantly creating, um, new seed varietals. They're not, con- you know, going back to the same thing over and over again. They constantly want to evolve. We saw that with the Nightshade, which used, I believe, a Corojo Maduro. And now, instead of your typical Corojo 99 on this, they use a Corojo 2012, which I have not seen before. Um, it's got a great tobacco sweetness to it that Agonorsa is famous for. A little bit of a nice bite in the center there, but I mean, from the the branding, I like the branding on this way better than the, mm-hmm. than the Nightwatch. Which was, yeah. the, which was the second Guardian of the Farm. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like that cigar. I think this one is a little bit better. It's a little more in my wheelhouse. Again, that tobacco sweetness that you get. Um, Does the sweetness come, obviously come from the... Uh, the Corojo. The 2012 Corojo wrapper. Corojo wrapper, yeah. Um, but it, it also, this I feel like is a... The Corojo 99 is one of my favorite wrappers, but I feel like this one is... And you'll see Corojo 99. You'll see Corojo a lot, actually, if you look through this list. Probably more than we've had on here, typically. Usually, we're very broadleaf and Maduro-heavy. Yeah. This year, I'm seeing There's five a lot of Ecuadorian, six, man. Yeah, five, oh, man, Ecuadorian. Yeah, five or six Corojos on here. Yeah. Um, But I always love the 99. But this 2012, though, which, again, is, I've only tasted on this... Just a little more refined. You know when you when you have something, like you, you taste a good mixed drink at a bar and then you go to a fancier bar and you order the same one. I'm like, there's something about it where it's just like a little bit better. Yeah. There's just a little preference in this one than that one. That's what I feel mm-hmm. with the uh, with the Agonorsa. Um, What's the next number one? 19 number 19. Is the, this one? Yep, Rocky Patel Quarter Century. Um, obviously their 25th anniversary smoke. Um, this one was another one that 
I'm gonna be honest. I don't. I don't know about you guys. I don't smoke a lot of Rocky Patel. Never really even heard of him before I started. <laughs> to be quite honest with you, um, you never heard of me either. That's true. Well, now look, be weird if you did. Yeah, that would. No, <laughs> I've studied your every move. Um, <laughs> um, and you know, for the most part, I think sometimes for Rocky Patel cigars, it's like, okay, you know, you smoke it like it's. It was an okay experience. This one is to me is one of his better ones that have come out recently. Um, San Andreas wrapper, Honduran um, binder, and I guess uh, it says secret 10-year. So um, there's yeah, so there's definitely Nicaraguan in the filler. And but then it's a he, secret. Then he says that there's another filler in there that's a secret. I, I swear to God, it's totally coincidental that I keep that you keep giving me secret the secret ones. <laughs> um, that's funny. But there's, a, there's another filler in there that he says has been aged um, for over 10 years. Um, and I really enjoy the the uh, color scheme on the band. I think it it goes well with the the color of the wrapper. Um, yeah, and this size nice is 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 have been has been my go to size too because I just don't really have the time to um, sit and smoke. But yeah, I, I I really enjoy this one. And this one was number you said number nineteen. 19 yeah. yeah. So Rock, Rocky and uh, the perfect experiment is this: is I try it with our CEO. Is he smokes like an old Rocky, like a, like an edge or like mm-hmm. a vintage 99. And he's like, Oh yeah, this was fine. Anything coming out of Rocky's current factory, the Tabacuza factory in Nicaragua, which he only built six or seven years ago. I think I went to the Nicaraguan cigar festival where it was like kind of opened and showcased. Everything coming out of that has been tremendous. The, yeah. uh, I like the 60, ALR. The, the 60, the ALR, the LB one, mm-hmm. And I, so like, as soon as he, our boss texted me downstairs being like, this cigar is like fine. And then I came upstairs and I gave him the, a, uh, the ALR two. And he was like, oh, this is tremendous. Like, this is a great cigar. Yeah. The wow. AL, AL, ALR was in our uh, 50th as well. Last and year. it was real. And Nick said it time and time again, it's, it was legit the same specs. <laughs> it was the same, you know, thing from, and it was just really, really good. It was. It um, was. But yeah, this is, this, this smoke is definitely worth trying. Um, and I'm happy it's in the top 20. Cause like I said, it was really, really good. Can you pretend you're Greg for a minute? Yeah, I can do that. I can try. Give me a Greg. I can't do it, Greg. You can do it, Greg. Oh, what is he usually? 100%. 100%. That's what he says? Yeah. I never noticed that before. Tenfoil. Oh, well, tenfoil, no, Okay, yeah. no, he always would say 100%. Oh, I was going to say something else, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Yeah, um, did you smoke the Rocky? Really quick, did you smoke the quarter century this I year? I never smoked. No. I only smoked uh, 12 out of the 25 okay. on the list. So... Which, what's the next one that you've smoked? The Henry Warhol. Say what? Uh, just give me a number. The number 15. Right, You're so on I'll, the list. I'll give you... I don't have that. I didn't number this for some reason. I'm an idiot. It's okay. I'll give you... When we get to number 15, remind me. I'll give it... You can talk about that one. Okay, daddy. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorites, yeah. Um, next up, we have... Uh, and and this, this cigar comes with an unfortunate tale. Um, we have the Caldwell um, Lost and Found 22 Minutes to Midnight Connecticut Toro. Um, unfortunately, the one in our bag here got a little shisted, um, but uh, they were, we were sent up a box before that me and Chris smoked a few of them. And one of the first Caldwells in a while, a while to really, you know, like, wow, a lot of good nuances. Uh, it's undisclosed. You know how the is for, for I don't know if the, yeah. maybe Derek doesn't know. I explained to Derek. Um, many, many years ago and continuing to this day, Caldwell has a series of cigars called Lost and Found where he basically goes to factories or maybe even in his own factory and he finds like cigars that are just sitting there. Maybe they were supposed to be a private label for somebody and then they backed out of the deal or they just made them for some future use but never found what that use was. 
And he takes them and he puts them in like a simple packaging and just sells them for, you know, not a discount, but not as expensive as like mm -hmm. a typical. And this is all different factories. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, you, and you never really know what they are. And they're one and done because he's like, you know, if there's a thousand of these cigars sitting now, we package uh -huh. those up. And, and that's sell them. why it's undisclosed. But yeah. he knows it's a Connecticut it's wrapper. A, yeah, he knows it's a Connecticut wrapper. Okay. That's um, insane. Wow. But very nuanced, complex, smooth. There's two unfortunate things with this. One is we'll probably never see this again because being from the Lawson found line, once it's kind of gone, it's gone. But now with the tragic uh, fire at the William Ventura factory, you know, mm -hmm. they're in the process of rebuilding. I think he's shifting small production on some things to some yeah. other factories to a, help what, in the like meantime. Two months ago, if that. Like a month and a half ago. Yeah, very, yeah. very recent. Very recent. So we wish the best to Robert. Um, Tony Bellato from La Barba and uh, the whole team at William Ventura, the uh, the Adventura mm -hmm. team as well. Speedy recovery on that and get back to making great cigars, guys. Um, next up, and I can't believe I haven't picked this one for any of our picks with sticks. I did. You did. Did you? Boom. Yeah. You Just did. for one of the Eagles games. I'm not going to yeah, say it, I never, I but, but who did you know? It's, <laughs> it's clever. <laughs> it is. We have the Warped uh, Eagles Descent Toro. Um and this was a toss-up between um, this one and the nicotine. nicotine. But we don't carry the nicotine, We're do out. we? We're yeah. out. It's just, it's nicotine out. is probably one of the better cigars I've had this year. Out of everything you guys gave me this year, that's actually my top three. Yeah. Because it's, it's just so good. The nicotine was excellent. It, it would have definitely been in our top five, I think, or maybe yeah. top ten. But yeah. um, We don't like well, – what, what we do here is we don't like advertising stuff because at the end of the day we are a retail company. Yeah. We're not going to advertise like, oh, this is the best thing ever. We loved it. Oh, but it's like – you can't get it. Like we're not going to be dicks. Yeah. We want to show <laughs> – yeah. I agree. No, I completely agree. Like, did why, that, did, why, why sorry. sell something? No, really quickly. Why put something on the list if you if you guys are not going to be able to enjoy it? So, did the nicotine sell out that fast, or is it just like we just didn't get a lot of them in? More okay, gotcha. doesn't make you know so big. It was big really good. Like it was very good. Um, but the Eagles Descent, I mean, it's still in that same realm. It's a Nicaraguan puro uses a Corojo and Criollo tobaccos. And Kyle uh, Gillis is like our age. Yeah, he's I think he like might he's even, our age doing this. And he's a year younger. Everyone than me, else actually. seems to be a little bit like in their forties or fifties. You know, been around yeah. for twenty something years doing it. And it's, Kyle's been. I interviewed Kyle six years ago, so that damn. means he. I think he's he a year, just twenty eight, twenty nine. Yeah. So he was well, he's so born eighty eight. Born eighty eight. So, so he's, he's a year he, younger than me. Yeah. So he's uh, yeah he's 34, my age, yeah. just about 34, 30. So I he was in his like mid to like, like twenty seven. You know, when he was doing that, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, listen, when you have, you know, like a Wundekin, as it's called, you know, just one of these young, I just hope he, you know, he also kind of looks like the guy who might have been, you know, running a Bitcoin company, you know, like those, these, these young <laughs> geniuses, these young geniuses, you know how it goes. But at least there, we can definitely tell there's no fraud with his cigars. So the Eagle's Descent, I believe this was a, um, a private label for somebody originally, I can't remember who, but has that sweetness to it, a little bit of zest from the Criollo, some earthy tones to it. Um, and I like, you, you know me, I'm usually not a harken back kind yeah, of guy. Yeah. I hate when they harken <laughs> back the old times with their branding. It drives me crazy. My father, for example, right? My father. Well, yeah. My problem with my father is they're always harkening back to their own shit. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, like, harkening back? So they'll release a cigar. Um, I think the perfect example of this was the A.J. Fernandez Diaz de Gloria, where the concept and the branding and the package is like, oh, this is harkening back to the 1950s when this oh, is what cigar. Like back in my day yeah. type stuff. Which is cool when like one company does it once, but when it's like kind of a consistent When you see thing, the trend, yeah. Like we wanted to make something in the style of the 1950s thing. It just, it's the like. The only one that's right. worked for me really quickly, sorry, is the Trinidad Spirit too. 
That was right? that was also weren't they trying to like harken back to like nineteen seventies Miami? Yeah, but they didn't they didn't use not like, like tobaccos, yeah. but like they but were. But it has a modern feel to it too. That's the thing. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it was a modernization of what it felt like in these mm-hmm. days. Whereas what some companies do is like, no, this is exactly like this is what the box looked like. This is what uh, the band okay. would look like. Yeah. This is mm. that kind of thing. However, why I like this one is because it's Americana. It's very like Americana styled. If you look at it, it is yeah. And then I don't know if you guys had a grandma like this where they had like like paisley stuff. Not not, not don't, don't think of, don't think of the color. Think of like the eagle. They're, like my grandmother had like uh, a rug hanging in her house that had like that eagle on it. They had like an iron American. Yes, e- I told my like this, grandmother had that this too. like a, Americana 1950s 60s style yeah. that I really like. Um, and, and it's cool because he also didn't go, he could have easily gone like a red, white, and blue. But a lot of his bands are so simple because obviously he's letting the cigar speak for itself. His bands are so simple, but like that one, like I love the look of it uh, next to but the it rapper. A, it has a modern feel to it. Yeah. Right? yeah. It looks so, I mean, it looks beautiful, dude. Yeah. I think it's, it's modern all the way. Well, that's what, that's what, uh, uh, somebody who was really creative is you take a design of something old, but what really I think puts it in a more modern context is the art, like the, the color scheme. Like mm-hmm. this is not a, yeah. this orange and kind of like neonish color is not like a real old timey color scheme. And so it's like, I'm going to give you a touch of modernity with this classical mm-hmm. look. And that Kyle Gallus is just, he's an absolute he's master. A, he's, yeah. Beautifully said. Um, Number 16. Christopher, when you take away yes. with, with that This one, is a man. secret. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Number 16 is the Davidoff Winston Churchill late hour in the Toro size. Um, I, I don't know what else there is to really say about this <laughs> cigar line. You know, like it, it kind of speaks for itself. Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro Marron wrapper. Uh, Give me a little roll in the art. Marron. Marron. I can't. Marron. 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 Is that sexy? Yeah. <laughs> You're always sexy. Um, San Andreas filler and. The binder, wait, is it binder oh, then sorry. filler? I'm sorry. Yeah, so it's it's Ecuadorian Habano Escudo Marón wrapper. And then binder. San Andreas binder. binder. And, and then, the filler is from uh, the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. And uh, the Nicaraguan tobacco was aged in scotch barrels, which, I mean, makes sense for Mr. Churchill himself. Um you know, we, did, we did a really funny, yeah, we did a funny video of, uh, educational video of, you know, that Nick and I, Nick pretty much made up and came up with, but yeah, I mean, I, and watching, <laughs> I watched the crown too. I didn't realize how much this guy smoked like all the time. Well, didn't he like eight or 10 cigars a day or something yeah, like that? Like he was ten always a day, smoking. And then he had also, he had like scheduled drinks. So yeah. he had like 8 a.m. cognac and then like do yeah. a thing God, and then like awesome. 7 a.m. like spritzer or As whatever. As the kids say today, he was always, he was probably always lit. But like, why is that frowned upon now? Like, that's great. I mean, it's borderline alcohol. Because, because, because one out of every 10,000 will end up uh, Winston Churchill and then the rest end we'll up in die. jail. We'll, yeah. In jail or dead. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I don't know. I don't Why is that proud of me? <laughs> <laughs> my body's definitely not built to do that. Oh, I can't do that. Yeah, I you mean, my stomach. <laughs> yeah, my body's not built to do that. Um, but yeah, this one is. I just love. I know I always talk about the band, but the band just looks like sophistication. The close up right there, right there. Focus on that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think last year we had a Davidoff on our list. I feel like we every did. time you have a list, I think you we do had the, have we to. Had this include. was the Petite Corona. We had yes. the original Winston Churchill yes. last year. 
Um, and if you if you I don't know is this medium to full body? That's straight full. That's it's a, straight full body. The fullest cigar Davidoff has ever made. So wow. I would I can't touch that one. I mean, you probably oh, would have to have. I like, would get my pump, uh, dinner. You're gonna you're gonna. I want to see you dessert. No, you don't want to see that. <laughs> I want to see you smoke it at nine a.m. I'll be drenched in sweat, throwing up everywhere. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Like yeah, sorry, typical guys. smoke session with yeah, normal, normal session. Um, but no, this is a great one. Um, if you haven't tried any of like the the um, the Winston Churchill lines from Davidoff, like I would start off maybe with some of the lighter ones, uh, like you said, the Petite Corona. But make your way up to this one. Um, yeah, the original. The this is not for the faint of. This is for to me someone who's been smoking for years to get advanced cigar. Yeah, like time. I wouldn't even. I would try it, and I have tried it, but like I, it was at night, like after dinner. Well, <laughs> like I don't know if I would really. That's sm- the point of it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, the late hour. I wouldn't Boom. do it at work because I wouldn't want to be like, "Bye, guys," and like run away and I have to get my stomach pumped like you. So yeah, you guys are. I know we're weak. We, we have virgin lungs. But this was a great, really quick, um, yeah. pers- personal behind that is for a couple years, Davidoff was really trying to enter the stronger cigar market. They had their kind of the the uh, the Davidoff Black Label series, which was like the Davidoff Nicaragua. The and was Yamasa. that strong? Was the Yamasa is pretty they strong. They were stronger, but I don't think they capitalized on what they wanted to do was to, that was to make something like like Liga Privada number nine ask like powerful, yeah. you know, but still, but they had to keep it that Davidoff kind of classy and nuanced. The late hour does that. It is their strongest cigar by far, but it is excellent, complex. Uh, each puff gives you something different. The little they get that nice oaky taste from the Scotch Age tobacco. Um, just a, an excellent smoke. Yeah. Um, coming up on number fifteen, we have something for Derek here. Is going to talk oh, about. Oh wow! Nice? Thank you. Uh-huh. So for number fifteen, this is the Henry Clay Warhawk Toro size. Uh, it's an Ecuador, Connecticut wrapper. Uh, we got a, where is it? A broadleaf binder. And then we have the Honduras fillers. Um, I feel like this has been circulating around like us three for like the past like couple of years now. And it's just such a solid smoke. It's like rich and creamy. I think the one thing that always like threw me off with this was the actual like wrapper color. Because you smoke, you're like, oh, this is like a light cigar that I can smoke. But then like mid, you know, mid cigar, you're like, oh, wow. Like this is actually kind of, this yeah. is, you know, I would say like I would probably categorize like a medium full type of body for me. I'm also I have virgin lungs, so that's probably that's part of it. Um, but like honestly, I think like, you might just be a virgin. I, yeah, I think so too. <laughs> um, <laughs> so handsome, Derek. I think so too. Um, no, but it's honestly like a really good smoke. Like the like, I always have my cigars with coffee. Like that's my favorite pairing. It's like a cup of coffee yeah. with cigars. I would say this and the the elegancia were like the two smokes I always like think back to when I'm drinking a cup of coffee and I have a cigar because it just pairs so well with it because yeah. it's like the creaminess and like just the I guess the fullness kind of like just like balances it so well. For I, I this, just, it's the broadleaf definitely yeah. that balances well with yeah. the coffee or the sweetness. Um, so that's that's what was fun about is is the Henry Clay line was very well known for being a broadleaf wrapped yeah. cigar. So for this one, they flipped it and they put the broadleaf in the binder. So you're getting that essence, you're getting that subtle richness. But as we all know, and and we've spoken about this at length, sometimes broadleaf can really overpower any mm-hmm. any strong wrapper can overpower a blend. So by putting it in the binder, you're getting a nice balance there. Yeah. And really quickly, maybe Nick can attest to this. I think you and I came into the industry at the right time because, like, from what I heard, like, and he's been very vocal about it, like, with Altidus products and all that, like, they've just, like, hit the nail on the head with, like, in 2019, like, that came out. Um, 
the Trinidad Spirit who came out, or yeah, I think yeah, that the, came the, out. The H Upman, the H Upman one seventy fifty, H Upman Hispaniola, you know, by Jose Mendez. Like mm. all these lines came out, and they were all on our list when we first did this. But like, this is one of my like go to cigars. I, I gave it to a buddy of mine, and now he's like, I he's buying boxes of them now because of just like, hey, you should try this. I think you'll like it. You know, it's. You know, the, the Connecticut rapper, he, he definitely loves Connecticut rapper. I gave him that, and then I let him try, like, a Partagas Cortado, and he was like, yeah, the, the Cortado's good, but that's the yeah, go-to one. You know, it's just, it's, it's and it, and the same, I think it's, I don't know what size, um, I don't know how many sizes that line has. I think it's three. The three? Do they have a six by 54? Is this a six by 50? I think it might be the six by 50. That's... The be- to me, that's the go-to size. If you're going to try Henry Clay Warhog, like that's the size to go to. Hmm. I think they do. I think they make it in a grande, like a six by sixty. Okay, I can't remember exactly. Okay. But, but yeah, definitely um, a robusto, a toro, and then something. Yeah, top fifteen, like that's definitely well deserved. Um, what are some other cigars you've smoked? So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't leave you out just here. Give, give me numbers. Don't oh, say I got you. Uh, so number, actually, no, you have to do number nine. Uh, number eight. Okay. Uh, number seven. The number four. Okay. Number two, number one. Number two is actually like my number one this year. I'll let you okay. do number two then. Really? Yeah. Are you serious? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so mean. He was so dejected. Of course I'll let you not do it. <laughs> of course I'll let you not do it. Uh, um, um, number no, 14 was the number one cigar of 2020. From uh, Cigar From Aficionado, Cigar Aficionado. Yes. Um, we have the... You want to do oh, this Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. The... Um, the Pledge by E.P. Carrillo, um, box press version. It, it, and this is a... They're all... He, it's only a box press, yeah, right? He, yeah, he's killing me with like like his his three big series, like the La Historia and everything, he only releases. Why don't you like the box press? I just, it's not it's what I want. Okay. <laughs> I got it. You like what you like, huh? Yeah, yeah man. I, I just, get it, I lo- We'll go back to the Oliva V. We'll go back to the aging room, Quattro mm. Nicaragua. Show me a cigar that's released in both versions where you prefer the box press, and I'll show you that you're wrong. <laughs> um, this has a Connecticut Habano wrapper, uh, Ecuadorian binder, and Nicaraguan fillers. Um, I mean, I don't – there's not much to really say about it. Like, this was number one for a reason. Um, I'm kind of with Nick with – I don't really go towards – I don't lean towards box press. Like, the Jericho Hill was the first box press I had, and I didn't mind it. The one I'm, what I'm smoking now is, is box pressed, which I don't mind either, which is on our list. Um, but I, I don't, you know, I don't hate it, the box press, but like I'd, I would prefer like I would like to see this in a Parejo style because I think you would be getting a lot a better smoking experience in general. Do you like that size more or the one from last year, the number one from last year? The number one was a lot smaller. It was, I think, uh, right? I, I forgot what the size of uh, what size it was, but it was a lot. I want to say it was like a robusto, but I don't know I if don't it even was. Remember what it yeah, was. I think it, from twenty twenty, it was a lot smaller than this, and I I, I prefer cigars in this range, um, mm-hmm. th- this size. But yeah, you have a nice the color scheme on the band is is awesome. Um, I don't know if is it. Would you know who that lady is? That like the he has, I think he has his his um his daughter and his mother. And maybe his wife, like it's it's for like the uh, the it, pledges for like the ladies of the Cadillo family. Gotcha. So I don't know if it's his wife, his daughter, and his mother or something like that. Oh, it's really cool, dude. Yeah. I wonder if Lizette, like, what she thinks of the like. You can find out in our interview. Right? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. you can find out in our interview about the cigar yeah. that we had a few I months ago, her a couple months ago. Oh shit! Yeah, she's yeah. great, great, incredibly she knowledgeable. Knows so much. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's our number, um, number fourteen. Um, Nick, Nick has also said like. 
Um, there is politics involved in this stuff. We, we try not to think things that were number one in the past, whether it be for us or for other lists, like we try not to like repeat itself because we want to give it a new chance. Like that cigar is what, two, three years old now. Yeah. And it's still in the top 15. So it, it, it says something, but yeah, that's that. Um, and I'm finicky too. Yeah. So and that, but that was, uh, that's a really good smoke that I think you guys should try. I wouldn't let anything on this list unless I liked it. I know. I know. I don't, I don't play bullshit here. You don't play games. Unless you want to pay me, in which case I will play bullshit. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> um, up next, so this is number 13 now? This yeah. is number 13. Yep. We have um, another Aganor. So we have, uh, which I, I think I wanted to get on last year, but I don't think it, 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 we kind of just missed a window with it. This is the Aganorso Rare Leaf Reserve. Um, I think this is the quintessential cigar coming out of that factory. Uh, the work that they have done, with, like I said before, Corojo tobacco. Um, so this uses a uh, Yalapa wrapper, and then you have a Criollo 98 binder, Criollo and Corojo filler. So now what I really love about it in terms of the creativity behind the blend and the branding, Yalapa in Nicaragua is very well known for its reddish soil and also um, the kind of sweet tobacco that it produces. And then if you look at that wrapper, it's got like a reddish hue to it. And Mm -hmm. then if you look at the band, it's got, it's a red band. So they really kind of went all out in the branding of this, basing it around, um, what the actual base is around is they they have this kind of stockpile of rare tobaccos that they can continuously grow, but not in large quantities. So they made this this brand, the Rare Leaf Reserve, as kind of a limited edition. It's going to be available every year, but only for like select... Uh, retailers who are like loyal Aganorsa retailers because they just don't have the toba- like the tobaccos they're using in this. They don't have it readily available for you know a giant release. Um, but the kind of the matching up of the red band with the reddish wrapper um, is just exquisite in terms of creativity. The flavor of it again, that tobacco sweetness. I'll go back to that time and time again. Corojo tobacco, Yalapa tobacco. They have this great sweet quality to it. Um, unlike anything, I think it's better than what you'll find in a lot of broadleafs. I think it's definitely better than what you're going to find in anything infused. It's just this natural, you know, when you taste, if you ever have like a really good, like a Fiji water, yeah. and like it has like a sweetness to it, but it's not like art. Of, it's like just part of the water. Mm-hmm. That's what this is like. Yep. So a uh, big, big fan. Have you tried this one? Yeah. So I actually had three of those and they're awesome. I think you also gave me a Toro size of that. I gave you a lot of things, yeah. You do give me a lot of things. But I actually prefer this. It's just so easy to smoke. It's just yeah. a really good stack. Robusto is excellent. Um, Chris, why don't you take our number 12? Yeah. Um, this is, no, no, this is number 11. Is. No, you're right. No, 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 12. number 12. Yes. Yeah, yes, you're good, yes, 12. Yes, yes. Um, Nick gave me a Padron uh, before I went on my paternity leave in June. That's a good friend. Like, like hey, you know, congratulations. On Did you that. actually smoke it? Yeah. Congratu- <laughs> congratulations on the on the daughter you don't father. Um, yeah, I want the cigars back. <laughs> you deserve it. This is uh, number twelve. This <laughs> the Drone Family Reserve, number forty-five Maduro. It's a Nicaraguan puro. Once again, a box pressed uh, smoke. Um, and I go back to it, like I said with the Davidoff. I feel like for you know, if you're doing a top cigar list of the year, I think it has to be on it. 
don't really think it needs to be number one every year on certain publications. Um, I think, you know, you, you have to do it a little... Say it with your chest. <laughs> you yeah. have to do, you Throw know... some you, shade. Uh, it's just, I mean, we talked about it at nauseum last January, you mm-hmm. know, and, and everything Nick said, not even just him, everything we said about it, I, 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 I believe. And, you know, I think when you do a list every year, you need to have some new variety on it. Like it should be a new list. I don't need to, you know, at nauseum, I don't need to talk, talk about it because we talk about it so much, but the family reserve, they have, you know, this is an anniversary cigar as well. Um, I, I don't want to misquote it, but like some of their years they do like, I think one year is like a, a birthday year. They made it. And then another year is like the anniversary of the company. And they, I think they have like 45, 80, they have 45, 80, 90, 90. 44. Um, the 90 is actually my favorite Padron yeah. of all time. And do you want to know why that is? That's why? the one you gave me, I think. But why? It's a Pareo. It's the, it's the first, <laughs> it's the first it's regular, the, like, like anniversary. So they also have the Padron Damaso, which was their attempt at a Connecticut wrap cigar that came out a couple of years ago. Only Padron that doesn't sell. The only one. It I need just, to look up the history of on. box, like, what was the first box press cigar? I'm sure you would know, or like why they d- decided to do so that. So it wasn't intentional. It was okay. when they would box them in and they were moist, sending this is back in the 1800s, mm-hmm. you know, 19th century. They were just moist. And they would that put way. up, like, if you, if you look at, so if you, went to go, if you went to the store right now and you saw like an El Rey del Mundo box, that's what cigar boxes looked like at the time rectangular, square. And they were soft, and they were putting them in there, and they would ship them over to England. That's where you get EMS, English market mm-hmm. selections. That this this wrapper color was considered good gotcha. for the English market. And then sometimes by the time they would get there, because they were in this box and they were they were wet when they were put in there, they would kind of get this box shape to them, this boxy shape. Now it's done intentionally, of course. That's insane. Yeah. I know. I know. Um, but there's nothing, and you know, it, the Family Reserve. It has you know the year. 1964 it came out. Does it have the hammer on it? Yep. It has a hammer in between there. I'm, I know I keep mentioning it. I, I, you can dog me about the bands. I think the bands for – I try not to be band biased, but, you know, I just love this color. I think it goes so well with this dark um, Nicaraguan wrapper as well. Um, yeah. It's, a, but it's, it, a, it's just like rich looking. I love yeah, the burgundy. Yeah, it's I mean, it, it looks like sophisticated as well. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like the burgundy, the richness of it. Um, One of the simplest facts about the Padron bands that I love is that they're serial numbered. Yeah, right here. Each, yeah, adds each, a nice little touch look to at it. That. Each cigar. Underneath the hammer and the, the year, it has like in the green yep. area. Art. Each, each, and I, I don't know about the original, like the regular Padron series, but each 64, 26, and the anniversary, the, you know, the, the family reserve. is good too, yeah. They all have their, like a serial number on it. Which, now, is there like a reason for that? I mean, listen, it could be fake, but there's something about it that's like, yeah, they're they're keeping they're track. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're, they're keeping. They're on top of their shit. Yeah, they yeah. know what's going on here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Padron, you really can't go wrong. Um, the Maduro, I always prefer the Maduro versions of Padron. Uh, just rich, enticing. I mean, it's it's one of those cigars that we kind of just have on here, and it's like, do we need to explain this? Yeah. And people just people just know. Um, up next, have you smoked this one? Number eleven. Yeah. I have not. Really? I had the Reboost, though. But you had the cigar before. I've had the cigar. All right. Well, I'm gonna, I'll am i talk about them, but you can hold it up nice. All right. I'll hold it up nice for you. So this was our number three yep. cigar of the year last year and was also the number one on Half Wheels Consensus, meaning it was named to more um, Smaller version. top 25 lists than any other cigar last year in terms of the media. And it is the Drew Estate Undercrown 10 
Um, this year, we went with the Factory Floor Lonsdale. Now, as I said before, when we were talking about the Agonorsa, I love a Lonsdale size. I think it has a great ratio of wrapper to binder to filler. Enough for flavor, but also enough for that filler to give you a little oomph and also balance out some of those harsher flavors. Um, this is probably a size of this cigar that not a lot of people have tried because I don't think that the Lonsdale is, re is available in a regular box. It comes in this factory floor special edition box that also comes with like these samples of the filler, the binder, and the wrapper, like twisted up like mm -hmm. as if you were in the factory and you wanted to smoke like, hey, what does this filler taste like? What is this wrapper? So it gives you a chance to kind of experience like what it would be like to be on the factory floor. And then it comes with 20 of the cigars in this special size. Um, and that's a real shame because I think there's obviously an added expense to that. It's a cool experiment, but this, this cigar is so great on its own. Has one of the best um, San Andreas wrappers I've ever had. Combine that with the, it has a clean broadleaf binder. So yeah. you're just maximizing richness and heaviness and chocolatiness. But it's elegant, it's smooth. I've said this for years, the Undercrown Band is one of the most beautiful and one of the best to photograph. And I didn't know how they were gonna top that without just making it the same thing. And they modernized it perfectly. It pops so much. Take a picture the of that on your phone so and nice. it, yeah. that band will pop out so much more. And then adding that, there was some controversy. A lot of people didn't like the gold ribbon. I fucking love the gold ribbon. I think it's cool as hell. I love the gold ribbon. Nice little touch. It's Where probably would, a pain in the ass to do that, though, for each individual yeah. cigar. Where would you rank that amongst the uh, top Drew State? Number 11. <laughs> the top Drew State cigars to come out like in the last three, four years. It's up there, man. It's be to be three. honest, yeah. I haven't been able to try some of their higher end stuff recently. The Liga Anniversario that they released, the Liga H99, they're so limited. I haven't been able to try one. In terms of other stuff, I mean, there's been some great Herreras, but it's this. And Nightshade, The man. Nightshade um, and the Year of the Rat yeah. are are it. So, I mean, Drew, Drew still got it, um, but definitely one of, my, uh, one of my favorites here. So now we're entering our top 10. Dun, dun. I'm going to talk about... Uh, you smoked this one before, right? No. Number 10, you never did? All right. Okay. I want to talk about this one just because there's a lot of those little history here. Ooh. And to Can preface you, uh, it yeah. really quickly... To preface uh, it? Preface it. Um, we were on a podcast... We were getting ready to record a podcast and we're like, we want to smoke something different. Oh, we have this in our humidor. Like, I, I was like, I didn't know what it was. I think Nick was like, very interested by it. We ended up smoking it for the podcast enjoying it but i know when nick really likes his cigars when we're done recording and he's like this is fucking good <laughs> like he like that's when i know like okay that's gonna be in our top 25 when he like he's not just he's saying it on camera and he's letting people know like this is good but then he's like he's sitting in the chair still like just stunned by it like wow. it's really enjoying it yeah, yeah. like really yeah. enjoying it because so. as you can tell from my demeanor there's not a lot in my life that i really enjoy i get that yeah yeah um but what we have here is the casa magna Liga F in the Robusto size. So, Another quick, quick question. Sorry. How many people do you think like know of this? Like Of this particular one or of yeah. Casa Magna? Of this particular one. I think enough. So are people going to be like, number 10, what is this? Like, no, you think I you're going to get that? I okay. think enough. And I've, if, I've never heard of Casa Magna before working here. Like, I've, I've seen on the website. It's definitely there, one of them. I mean, how many of these brands? Take, take Padron, uh, Davidoff, and Henry Oliva. Clay. Oliva, maybe Rocky, you know, Rocky too. you know, a lot of these, no one heard of, you know, you don't yeah. really know unless you're in the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, Casa Magna is a brand, um, made by Quesada, 
Um, it was one of my favorite. The original Casa Magna was one of my favorites back in the day. Quesada, Dominican manufacturer. Um, kind of boutique for Dominicans at the time. Um, but then, unfortunately, I don't know what happened. They, they kind of just fell off a little bit. They still release their Oktoberfest every year, um, which is a great cigar. Uh, but that was kind of it. And we weren't hearing a lot about him. They weren't getting a lot of traction. I, I did an interview with Manuel a couple of years ago. He was doing some project with um, Ventura Cigars, and I got to meet him. Super welcoming, incredibly knowledgeable. Um, but this year, he has two cigars in this list. We'll get to the other one later. And, you know, he's been able to adapt, you know, not only his branding, but his blending a little bit to a more modern audience. And here we have, this is the league. So the original Casa Magna actually got number one cigar of the year back in 2009, many, many, uh, many a moon ago. Mm. Um, and it was always a popular smoke in my day of working in the store when, you know, El Rey Del Mundo was popular. Casa Magna was the classy smoke of the time. Now I think they're re-entering that conversation. Um, incredibly complex. This is not a blend you would see on a cigar like this, you know, many years ago, it's not, I don't think it's tobacco is that Manuel would necessarily have used many years ago, but he's so knowledgeable and so willing to um, evolve and invent. We have an Ecuadorian sun-grown Corojo wrapper, so another Corojo, um, Dominican binder, then Dominican and Nicaraguan filler. And this cigar made me remember what I loved about Quesada and what I loved about Dominican cigars. They don't always have to be a Davidoff or an Opus. There's other levels to it. This is much more in line with a Nicaraguan smoke in terms of its nuance, in terms of its complexity, how it looks, how and how it smokes, the the flavor progressions, and you're kind of getting my problem. Sometimes I've been finding with Dominicans the past four or five years, they can be a bit monotonous. They can be a bit one tone. With this, you can tell even it's not just the, the addition of some Nicaraguan filler in there, but the Dominican binder as well. A lot of different flavors at play here. Expertly balanced. The construction is beyond belief. Tight white ash all the way down, excuse me, through the band. Um, it just smoked great. And it's a great welcome to a brand that I loved and that I think was struggling for a little bit. And to bring the Quesada family back. This is the same thing that happened when Placencia released their, uh, the Alma Fuerte. And like people didn't know who Placencia was. But I'm like, they've been doing this the, for years. the best stuff for years. <laughs> yeah. You just didn't know it. Yeah. So to kind of have them back into prominence and now. And this is the second know. cigar that um, is under the uh, on our list that's under the Quesada name. Well, and under, the novice, from, 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 out of their factory. Or their factory, I'm sorry. Factory. And out of their, um, the novice smoker I am, I never really heard of Quesada. Like, obviously, you, when the I started October, working here, the Oktoberfest was like, yeah. oh, that's, you know. But other than that, you know, you didn't, didn't really know much of it, but. Smoking that and smoking the other one, like it's like wow, like the like the factory itself, like this phenomenal construction. And we'll talk more about that when we get to that cigar. But um, yeah, this one was uh, for Nick and I. It was a. Have you smoked it yet? No, I haven't. Uh, we're gonna, we're we have gonna, a box. We have a box. I don't know how so much is in the you're box. So you're comparing it to like Punch and also um, that's what that's like, what the original one was back in the day. It was like it was th these were the cigars people were asking for. Right. So Punch was a big one. El Rey. Uh, but the Casa Magna was kind of even a step above those because it was it was rated number one. Is the price point pricier. kind of in the same area? Or yeah, yeah. Well, I want to say now. I mean, I don't. I can't remember what this one goes for. Justin, can you look that up? The price of the Casa Magna Liga F. I want to say it's got to be in the ten eleven dollar range. I don't anticipate it being that much more than that. Gotcha. Um, okay. I might be totally off. They might have done a price jump 
with uh, inflation, thanks to uh, Senor Biden. But, oh boy, controversy. Um, I don't know, I don't know. And the comments are going to get me. Um, but no, I think it's a relatively well-priced. $85? Like $8.50 per cigar almost. Are you sure? That's that's a really good deal. Dang. That's only a JR though. At jrcigars.com. You heard it here first. Um, so that was number 10. Can't number wait to, nine. Can't wait to get a strike in May of 2023 I know, I, for that. Honestly, I just thought about that. I like, shouldn't have said that. <laughs> God damn it. Number nine. You mind if I did this one? No, nah, this is your baby, dude. This is your baby. This is, yeah, this is it. We have <clears throat> the Crown Heads Mother Church. Say what you want. It was on the list last year. If we make it again next year, it'll probably be on that list, although that seems a little less likely now because the factory issues. Uh, oh I'm not going to get into that whole, whole chestnut. But John, <laughs> it just when I told him what we wanted for our 50th anniversary, he nailed it in terms of the concept and in terms of the blend. The Mother Church is just everything you want in a cigar. It's medium-bodied. It's sweet, thanks to that Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper, yet again. Yep. Broadleaf binder, so a little bit of subtle richness in there. Um, burns great. It's it's the perfect anytime cigar. I can't think of any other cigar that is, uh, except maybe maybe this one, um, that is excellent first thing in the morning while you're golfing right after a heavy dinner. This will accomplish. That's a golf cigar. It is. It's my. It is my. I don't. Cigar. I don't golf, but like the size and and I guess the strength is perfect. Yeah, I actually smoked that on the golf course uh, two weeks ago, and it was nice. awesome. Yeah. It, it literally it is my golf cigar. It's yeah. what I what I choose to golf. And with. this was one of the earlier um, releases for our fiftieth. Was our yeah. second throughout the year last year on social media. I just saw the dominance of people smoking it, Crownheads sharing it. Like well, we, we couldn't keep it in stock, right? No, we yeah. sold out. We sold yeah. out. That's sold out. right. And then we just brought it back this year, um, and then when those sell out. You know, maybe we're talking to John about something with one of his newer factories that he's working with. Maybe like a sequel. It can, we couldn't call it the same thing and try to replicate it. We had to make yeah. a new version of it. Mm. But within the realm of this, but can we can we talk I, our shit really quickly too? Can we talk our shit? Yeah, what? like a, a famous person, like this is their go-to smoke. Oh yeah, Brad. Well, we're talking shit. That's like no, no. I'm, that's I'm, praising. I'm talking it. our shit. Like, oh yeah, we got to talk. I'm not yeah. talking I don't know junk. the street lingo. Sorry, yeah, and uh, one. <laughs> let me talk my shit. You never. I saw heard that, that documentary, Sorry. by the way. Yeah, it's. The and one documentary. Was it good? Oh yeah. Yeah. I forgot that that brand existed. I just remember the faceless guy. That's all I wore. I remember when like I was the a street kid. basketball yeah. they tournament. Are they the still professor? are they still big? No, no they're, they're gone. No, I don't know what happened. Because they kind of said like, oh yeah, they, they got bought out and then it was like a thing. But a like, lot of players thought that they could play in the NBA. And just the NBA didn't... players would dog them. So the one and guy then it would, hot sauce? The prof, no, the hot professor. Fester. I've seen him before I even watched the documentary and had any idea about this. I saw him like on Instagram. Like white guy turns up the basketball court and does. Do you ever a bunch see the cool videos stuff. of the guy dressed up as Spider Man going about different basketball courts? Yes, that's him. That's Professor. Yeah, yeah. So he was cool. Who's a guy with like the cut shirt? He's like the shirt like this hot braided. Sauce. Was that hot sauce? Yeah, he yeah, was, he was the Yeah, he was great. <clears throat> um, for streetball, he was great. But yeah, no, this cigar has reached to the height of you know. That was a completely weird direction. We just I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, but um, nation, Mister uh, Nationwide is by your side, kind of thing. He he smokes it. Yeah, beautiful to say his name. It's, it's, no, Brad yeah. Paisley. Yeah, Brad no, Paisley. he he. He's a big fan of it. So for the guy rips a guitar. Yeah. He's a very good guitar player. <laughs> yeah. He didn't know that. So I think um I think that's pretty pretty dope and all because he lives in Nashville. This is based obviously at Nashville. I you know, the band is a an ode to Nashville. So it's kind of like the it, band is so sick and also the name like Mother Church. He just sounds like a badass yeah, cigar. Named dude. after the Ryman Auditorium. I mean 
It's well, the name Crowned Heads. I I, I love that because I you know I'm gonna go bring it back to sports. You can make fun of me. LeBron James always put you know he's always putting the crown on his head, and then one year Giannis was playing LeBron and like balled out against him, and he was like he put Ooh, the crown on his shit. So I was damn. like that's I love it, <laughs> but like you always see that in sports, you know, or maybe just basketball because. No, the one of the, somebody don't look were, at me like that, Darren. Somebody, <laughs> no, I'm looking in your eyes. You're, I think it was I don't know if it was a somebody when they were playing the uh, the Broncos the other day and they got a touchdown against the Broncos. They did like the Russell Wilson. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Thing. They made fun of him, like how he's like just aloof and like this guy can't stop no. just losing. The coach is going to get fired really quickly. Oh yeah, but yeah, without yeah, a doubt. But yeah, number we're nine. We're itchy to talk about football. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm dying. We're, we're itchy to talk about it. Number nine is... Um, uh, number nine, I'll yeah. give this one to... No, this is number eight. That's number eight? This yeah. is number eight. Oh, of May. Yeah. Wow. So number eight is the Alec and Bradley Kintsugi Robusto. It's a Honduran Habana wrapper, a Honduras and Nicaraguan uh, binder, and then also a Honduras and Nicaragua, Nicaragua filler. Uh, really good stick. I mean, honestly, like we talked about this, like we talked about this a shit ton last year, really but does. it's just such a good cigar. The first thing for me that really stood out was like the box and then also and the, the concept and the concept too. Well, you want to talk about the concept before? Well, no, I don't, do you know, I don't want to take it away. No, from no, you. do it, do it. So really quickly, we, we got this, I think at the end of 2020, mm-hmm. I remember Greg, Nick and I smoked it and we're like, God damn it. Like, why didn't it come out earlier? So we couldn't like slip it into our list of 2020. Last year was our number one cigar of the year. Mm-hmm. I believe it was, it was the Corona Gorda. Mm-hmm. Yes, I believe it was on. Um, was it on Aficionado? It got Aficionado. I got number twenty yeah. or number eighteen, something like that. Mm-hmm. So when this cigar came out, Nick interviewed Alec and Bradley and just wanted the concept behind it. If you look at the box, it looks the artwork is it pieced together, like it's like glued together. It's a um, like this. Yeah. Like this. Is it a Chinese tradition? So Japanese, it's a Japanese, Japanese tradition, tradition in which if you would break a vase or a bowl, you would uh, glue it back together, but then you would use gold in the cracks to highlight the imperfection. So instead of yeah. it looking scarred and ugly, it, it looks beautiful. And the and way they said it was like they wanted to make it because like it was in the throes of COVID and he's like, yeah, I just wanted to like kind of piece back to the community together the way they said it, i was like that's pretty dope yeah um but, but instead he grew a mustache yeah so. and <laughs> i wish i could grow a mustache like that It'd be so sick he's the best um and those those i call you know they call them the reuben boys but they're probably my age you know they're they're you know they're our age those you know to follow your to follow your father or to follow a parent in any any form of you know in this industry i guess or like at sports or anything like that, I think it's it's tough to do. And I think they're making a name for themselves. And I think this has like solidified them as like, okay, I'm not, we are not um, Alan's, Alan's sons anymore. We are our own entity. We, mm-hmm. we do things our way. And I think this has been, you know, Nick made a good point too. Out of our top 10, our top 10 came out this year. All, you know, nine out of 10 came out this year. This was from last year. So for that to be still in our top 10 a year later says says a lot about it. I think it, this is probably like, you know me, I have my virgin lungs, but this is probably one of the easiest cigars I've ever smoked in my life where it's just extremely smooth. It's like rich, it's creamy. Even Justin doesn't really smoke a lot, you know, and he, he he's is, always like, but do we have more like, Kintsugi? Like, can I smoke one? Like, yeah. So it's, it's it's just it smokes so good, but also it's like if you wake up first thing in the morning, you want a cigar. Like, this is what you should be yeah. grabbing because it's just is it's, that a golf course cigar for you guys? Or no, no. this no. is post golf. Like, 
This is like early yeah. in the morning. No, this is like before golf when I went like cigar and okay. coffee. Gotcha. That's when I was four a.m. Like what time? What time are you playing golf? Uh, when I golf with guys, they were smoking at six. When I golf with guys, with the guys, we oh, were smoking yeah. at six seven. When I golf in the with fellas, it's uh, with the guys. No, but seriously, it really is an easy smoke, and it's yeah. like we can't say enough about it. We no. we love it here. <laughs> we love it here. We do. <laughs> you sound like an employee who's I like imprisoned and. <laughs> I can't tell if the Ruben, Theranos. We like it here. If the Rubin brothers, I can't tell if it sounds better as they're like cowboy outlaws or uh, a deli. I think uh, a deli. Deli. Yeah, definitely a deli. Especially South Florida. Well, we're having Alec on my uh, virtual birthday nice. celebration, so I'll, I'll ask him what he nice. prefers. Happy birthday. Not All right. Bad. Our number seven. Um, another smoke from Altadis USA. Yeah. I um, mean... I don't think any brand has come as far as fast as H. Upman. This was a brand, and this is, all, again, personal, but I think represents kind of how the industry and how customers were feeling about mm-hmm. it. Six, seven years ago, this cigar was a dead end. It was, it was just, it hit a wall. They had very forgettable releases with odd marketing that they were trying to, it was just not a great brand overall. And it's a shame because it has such a great heritage. Um, it has a great heritage to it. Um, it's a it's a heritage Cuban brand. It was JFK's favorite. So to see what Rafael has been able to do with this brand in his tenure with Altidus, with the first with the original H. Upman by AJ, and then the 175th, and then the Hispaniola, and now this is just extraordinary. Would you attribute his relationship with AJ Fernandez to like a big factor in all of that? Yes, or? to a degree, but I also think Rafa, you know, as as great as AJ is, Rafa is also very smart, and if AJ couldn't do these projects, he would have found, so he also okay. works a lot with Placencia. Yeah. So we have the H. Upman, uh, Nicaraguan Heritage by AJ. The, the order of those words is yeah. like different. <laughs> It's. I think it's supposed to be like the H. Upman, Nicaragua by AJ Heritage. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. It's yeah. a mouthful. Yeah, yeah, I'm just calling it the H. Upman Heritage. There we go. Um, bold smoke. Probably one of the boldest Altadis smokes out there right now. Maybe along with like the Trinidad um, Espiritu number two. Do you like it in that size? I love it in this size, yeah. but it's strong. It's yeah. a killer. In Do this you prefer size. the Toro or this size? Uh, I prefer the Toro overall in terms of like any time of day I want to enjoy it. But for one singular great experience, the Corona is mm, is it. Okay. Um, so we're using a Brazilian Matafina wrapper, Nicaraguan filler and binder. Second cigar that AJ and plus and uh, Rafael have kind of used Brazilian, the other being that number two, Trinidad. Yeah. Um, kind of highlighting Brazilian tobacco in a beautiful way. But this is thick smoke, heavy, dark fruit notes rich, um, not a lot creamy. If you're looking for like a creamy Maduro, this is not it. This is this has got a lot of power, a lot of kick to it, but the complexity is great. Um, it doesn't leave a bad aftertaste, which you can get sometimes. Uh, I find if Brazilian tobacco is not utilized properly, you can get a little bit of a nasty back taste. You're not getting that with this at all. Smoke's great. The construction, you know, I love when you see the comparison in a really white ash to a very dark wrapper. It just pops out mm-hmm. more. And the ash, when it's like thick and has no blemishes, no holes, it's not flaking, and it's just thick all the way down. Just a beautiful smoke. And again, big credit, big kudos for bringing H. Upman and now making it one of the preeminent brands. When, yeah. You know, when a new H. Upman is being released, I actually, I very much you pay forward attention. To it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so that was number seven. seven. So now we're getting into number six. Number six. Chris, why don't you take over this one, considering you're smoking it that right That is now. true, yes. Uh, number six is the Moisture de Saka, the Bewitched 
by Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Um, I let's roll, let's roll some more. Muestra. Me, I can't. You can Muestra. do it. Muestra. 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 I can't. You sound like a villain from Stranger Things season four. It's so, <laughs> okay. That's a question almost. So do I. Yeah. Um, th- this, <laughs> this smoke, I, I do enjoy um, Dunbarton's, like their catalog is, is, is awesome. And, uh, you know, Steve definitely knows that. Um, their rappers, Ecuadorian Habano. Uh, binder San Andreas, and then the filler is Nicaraguan and USA Tobacco. That's all. It just says US. I don't. I tried to look to see what it was in yeah. there. If it was Broadleaf like, or Connecticut, I, I couldn't find out what the hell was inside. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not the biggest. This came. This is uh, what six and five eighths by forty eight size. Uh, pretty pretty big cigar, and then this is the foot band on it. If you guys can see it. Um, I I thoroughly and I love that it comes in this like little like moisture de saca uh, I guess would you call it a casket a coffin a coffin yeah, yeah. You call it a coffin. um yeah and the little owl at the, at the bottom I, I really enjoyed this one um I think I smoked this earlier this year um I I, I, I tr- you know I, every time Dumbarton comes out with something I, I always want to try it even like the Stillware Star that came out this year I thought that was really cool what do you think of it right now uh, I'm, it's I'm having it just with water. I probably should have made a coffee with it, but it's good. It's not like it's not like flooring me or anything like that. I like the size. I have to keep relighting it because I'm talking a lot, but I, I like the size for it because like we're going on almost an hour and a half, and I still have it. So if I want to sit down for 90 minutes or you know like sit you know like have a long time to smoke it, this is the one to do. Like this is the one. Um, this would be my go-to one, honestly, for it. Um, but I just I, I like the simplicity of of the look. I know it comes in these coffins, but like even then, it's not like you're opening up and then it's like there's more. You know, it's like more distracting. I love the the yellow footband against this dark wrapper. Like you were just kind of saying about um, the H. Upman with like the color of the ash and the wrapper. I, that's what also has been intrigued me. And then uh, you couldn't tell because I cut off. There was like a, a pigtail, a pigtail at the top. Oh, it's a nice little yeah, touch. So, but I I really enjoy it. Um, the moisture line is just it's it's mm-hmm. always really good. I mean that that's that's his like kind of private stock stuff that he blends. Um, what does moisture mean? It's something like for myself. I believe okay. that's what it translates. It's something in that realm. So he's like blending these really for himself. So it says like yeah, basically for for my for soccer. Yeah. For soccer. yeah. Mm. So. Um, the owl on it, I believe that this was a private label originally for. Um, I can't think remember the name of the retailer, but they're a very good retailer, and their logo is the owl. And so he kind of kept similar mm-hmm. to how he took what he did with the Sakakan. It was our yes. private label, yeah. and he made it. And apparently, it's called the Bewitched because, and I think I don't want to say this is BS, but because when he first smoked it, he was like, there was like magic or something. Like you know, he was so enthralled and enticed by the blend. And the only reason I say that is bullshit. Is like, I'm like. <laughs> That sounds like something a marketing agency, not like yeah. Steve ain't saying. That. Yeah, like that's not something I feel like Steve would say. But, but that's getting, what it's called. It's it's excellent. I'm getting a lot of um, like earthy, like I just smell it. I don't want to say like dirt and grass, but I'm getting like that kind of taste with it, and that's really really interesting. Um, I, don't, I personally I don't know where that would be coming from on here. Um, maybe you could help me, Nick, or educate me. I mean, but the, like, the, that's the, what I'm getting the Ecuador, from uh, the um, the Ecuadorian. But I haven't really seen him use a lot of Habano uh, Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. 
but, but it has the, like that oaky taste. This, like this, the it could woods be the San taste. Andreas. I don't know if it's because it's in this. It maybe, could be from that. Mm. It could be from that. But, but I'm also, getting a lot of earth tones. I don't know what this American tobacco is. That you, you think it's like from PA or Connecticut? It could be. It could be from PA. It could be from PA. It could be from PA. Hey. Hey. Can we open it up and look or no? Uh, it's, it's not going to be a flag in there. Like, we we're just, not going to know what it is. You're going to open it up and you're just going to see a map of Greg's yeah. yard. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah, it's just Greg <laughs> Greg's <in there>. backyard. <laughs> With Dr. Oz. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, Moisture to Saka, fantastic. And um, here we are. Edition. Now we're getting to the top five. Okay. Um, well, this is your stack. I mean, you really yeah. liked it. He so, explained it so perfectly in the top 25 video we did, too. I can't remember what I said. <laughs> but j- basically, you were documenting. Okay, can, I, can, I, can I try it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this cigar is. <laughs> cut that. Cut that out. Cut that out. Words. I don't know. Is that there? Um, <laughs> so, and I, this is what I just wrote. I just finished up the blog on this. Um, and this is what I wrote for this one is that the the idea of a seasonal release or a limited edition um you know people still get excited for them now but they're kind of, you know every company has one at some point or another there's several throughout the year Pete Johnson effectively invented that with the monster series back in 2008 the original one was the was the frank um these this idea of a yearly series themed you know all in the same realm with different blends, different artwork, but all kind of connected together, kind of like an MCU, if you will. Mm. Um, so the first one in 2008 was the Frank, named after Frankenstein, which was a, a broadleaf. And the next one was the Drac, named after Mike Drac. Right. From Pen- Pennsylvania. From Pennsylvania. Right. The f- soon to be senator from Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh, no, named after, obviously, the famous uh, Transylvanian vampire. I don't know why I put his nationality. Just say just Dracula. 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 Um, oh my god! So what they ended up doing at Tatawahi is they actually ended up re-releasing the original, slightly tweaked in terms of the blends. You got to make it a little more modern, and it's also what kind of tobaccos you have available at the time. But doing redux versions of these original uh, monsters. They've always done like samplers of like different sizes of all of them, but now re-releasing these originals in. Um, the, the limited edition coffin boxes. So last year we had the Frank Redux, and this year we have the Drac Redux. And I mean, the consistency, being able to kind of recreate the magic. Because I, I smoked an original Drac many years ago. I smoked the mini Drac that came in the Monster Mash sampler last year. Uh, we have Ecuadorian Habano Maduro wrapper, Nicaraguan filler and binder, uh, obviously coming out of the My Father factory. To be able to recreate that magic. 12 years later and while you might be using different tobaccos in it but you're hitting the same spots you're you're the same parts that made a cigar so special and so great back then is what is drawing it to me uh now it's in the same size uh six and five eighths i believe by 54 i think it's got a close foot on this one dark fruit notes like some some raisins in there a little bit of a zest it smokes so well that closed foot, you think it's going to be a hindrance. It actually really opens up the draw, opens up the construction, so it burns nice and even all the way down. Is the closed foot for like um, when you're obviously smoking it, like to help like get a really good taste of the wrapper? Like, it does that, and also, I mean, for me, it actually makes it kind of easier to light because, like, think of it like a, like a, a fuse. Oh, okay. So you kind of like you don't need to. You still should light it all around, but by lighting this. It'll like burn equally around until it hits. Because I remember the, the Frank Redux had the same exact thing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 
So it gives you a little flavor of what that wrapper would be like on its own, and then just kind of transitions into this beautifully well balanced, rich, but nuanced cigar. Um, I didn't. I when I smoked, I didn't think it was going to make this list. I'm just like, oh, this is going to be a cool experience. You know, I bought a box of the Franks last year, but it really blew me away. And this is something that you know you don't have to spend money. You know, Pete, you don't have to make the fancy box and everything. You should just release this blend as a as a regular release, and I think it'll be one of your best selling ones ever. Incredibly nuanced, well balanced, tasty, um, just truly exceptional. Frank or the Drac? The Drac. I'm sorry, the Drac. No, but if you had a choice, oh, the, the the Drac. Yeah, I, I, I like the Frank. Frank's also box burns. I like it. There we go. Um, next up, we have number four. Which one of you twos want to take this? I'll I'll take it. You do it, baby. That's cool. Um, this. Once again, this is this came out this year. Um, it's a private label from from us. Um, and to kind of reiterate what Nick said on the top twenty five video, you guys can huff and puff and give us some BS that we are we have a private label of ours in the top twenty five in the top five. Um, but to quote Nick, you'd be hard pressed to find to find another private label or another cigar that could be in our top five. Mm. Um, this is this comes from the the mines of our CEO, Davide Moro, and Rafael Nadal. It is the JR Pure Origin, the Grand Volcano, and the Toro size. Uh, JR Pure Origin is going to be a um, reoccurring line with different, I guess, a different sub-genre, if you want to call it that, which the Grand Volcano is. Like different locations too, yeah, right? Um, Rafael said that they legit went like to a volcano to get... Um, some yeah, that's, that's tobaccos where, that's where from the soil. Yeah, yeah. Um, a Jalapa Habano wrapper, Omotepe, Omotepe binder, and Omotepe and Jalapa filler. Um, there's Omotepe and Jalapa for you guys who may not know. These these are towns, I believe, or areas well, of yeah. Nicaragua where the regions. the soil regions where the soil is extremely rich. Um, Omotepe is the, is the volcanic island. Okay, is the and, volcanic island, yes. In Lake Nicaragua. Nice, okay. Yeah, that, that yeah, that's what he said. He said they basically went to a lake <laughs> with uh, um, a volcano to to get that. Um, isn't it really quick, isn't it Lake Nicaragua? Like, imagine if you were just, like, driving around in Pennsylvania and it's just, like, Lake America. Isn't that weird? It is weird. Yeah. You think it'd be, like, a much more fun name, but yeah. it's literally called, it's called Lake, lake Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Yeah. yeah, it's really boring. <laughs> Very boring. Um, Sorry. I just had to say it. No, you're right. The band is, you know, when we were doing a JR private label, I, I know how much Nick loves our, our logo. Um, it, <laughs> messing around. But this has a nice uh, navy blue with silver, silver around, um, I guess around the band that follows it. It says Vintage 2022. Love the, like, the typeface on it that says Grand Volcano. Um, and minus the band, when you light it up, I was out... Um, I particularly when like I think you guys got an original like the Stop first bragging. the first boxes of it, and I think um, you guys Davide yourself Rafael something was missing. So then Davide went with went to Nicaragua with Rafael if I'm not mistaken, or or Rafael went back there, um, kind of probably laid the hammer down or something like that. Came back and this they had they had is, a sit for like. And, and, and yeah. it, sh it shows you the difference. They had to sit for like another two months. So we were delayed yeah. by two months. But when they sent us the samples those two months later, before we like, and this is a before we had a yeah. package, they were like, 
this is ready. And that's a perfect example of just letting your cigar, like when you get a cigar, just let it sit and age for a while, you know? People get angry a lot of times when you're at a trade show and someone is like, you know, like, oh, do you have samples of your new thing? He's like, yeah. I don't, they're not ready. He's like, oh, well, like you couldn't give us some? Uh, two months could make a hell of a difference yeah. in letting a cigar oh, yeah. sit. Um, and this is completely un unbiased. There really hasn't been, I I'll never tell you if I don't like a cigar. I just, cause that could be like bad publicity. When you hear about, oh, this had to be aged and this had to, at first it wasn't as good. I think for me, a little, you know, skeptical, you know, skeptical could be a bullshit. little bit. Yeah. Like could it kind of like goes into your mind, like, oh man, like, am I smoking it and just saying it? But at the event we had, I went to two events for this, and I smoked them at both times, and I was like, "This is this is great!" <laughs> like this pair I, at the uh, Carnegie Club, we they paired it with them, um, I believe, bourbon, scotch, scotch. Sorry, yeah. they we and it was perfect with that. Wow. It, the woodsiness of the scotch really kind of like complemented this. Um, and yeah, everyone at the at the event here at our office, they were they couldn't get enough of it. You know, I don't know if the, is this sold out. No, they, they thankfully they ordered a lot okay, of them, good. but there's there's not as many left yeah. as you would think. Yeah, like they're they are moving. And you want to know more about this? You can go to like Nick sat down with our CEO um, and talked about this. You can see the box, like the box that comes in is really is just it pops as well. Um, like I said, this might be buys from us, okay? But please go get it, yeah. smoke it, and and if you come back and say you don't like it, then I just know you're a hater, pretty much. But this is really really good. I was kind of blown away with this too because it was like. I'm an SEO manager, obviously, so like, I have nothing to do. Like, my time, my specialty is cigars, but as like an average guy, like being able to be a part of the process, like with us, like creating the label, creating the cigar, kind of seeing it like bloom into this, mm -hmm. and then like being able to taste the original one and like all. Oh, of us so were, you did taste the original. I tasted one. the original one, or no, I'm sorry, the second iteration of it, and I was just like, oh wow, it's like it's okay. But then <laughs> I had the third one where like, no, we actually fixed it. And I was blown away with like actual difference of it. And just being able to be a part of that and like witness it yeah. and actually like understand the difference of something aging, a cigar aging for just an additional two more months and how much of a difference it makes. It was like just mind blowing. So I know he's going to hate this, but there's two cigars on here that he had his like hand in doing. You should be like happy yeah. about I mean, that. I, I know, the but pure still, origins, I didn't really. I know the mother church more, is your baby, but still yeah. like as a company, I think we should all take pride in that because yeah. it, it ended up coming out to be a really good scar. We've had other lines that I've been here that didn't really work out as much, you yeah. know, but right off the bat, this was like, it's, it's this was really being good in, um, We were in one of the meetings, like uh, it was like a virtual meeting and me and you were just like talking all kinds of shit like what this thing's gonna stay mm -hmm. and then they were like all right so here's like a presentation like here's what the band's gonna look like and you just messaged me like that actually looks pretty good yeah i was like dude i was talking <laughs> crazy shit at first and then i saw like everything that like laid out i'm like oh wow this is actually really yeah. awesome this is yeah. a really cool idea and very yeah. unique and the band itself like you said like the way that our team designed it was just it's so cool it's, i i don't want to be a part of i'm never band biased bands do catch my eye along with it but you know you Honestly, you take the band off, and this version—I didn't get to smoke the, the the original, but this version was—I smoked it down to the nub, and it was really good. So, um, that's our number four cigar of um, our top twenty-five list this mm -hmm. year. Um, so, number three, you actually just smoked, and we can we can help you out with this because yeah, I need some help. With we this. were yeah. we um, yeah. If you want to introduce it, then we'll. You want me to do it? Yeah, you can do it. Right, I'll do it. So this is the Foundation Almec Claro Toro. Claro Toro. <laughs> it's a San Andreas Claro wrapper and then a Nicaraguan binder and filler. And this um, only came out, uh, we smoked it in August with Nick. It only, it only yeah, it was it only came out like September, September October maybe. September. 
we um were able to after eating about I don't know five hundred pounds of pizza. Se- yeah, <laughs> the pizza's that good. Nick though. was like, we're gonna Nick. Nick Malillo was like, let's go next door and get like coffee and dessert and all this. And then we'll go to a park and smoke yeah, a and cigar. Nick, Nick and my brother both powered down like a cannoli mm-hmm. after all that pizza. I'm like, you guys are insane. In yeah. the heat of August. Um, but no, it was, he was, he, he gifted us like a five, six pack of cigars. All his like, you know, some, some like the Joe Rogan ones that, you know, don't, aren't on sale or anything. And he was, I think, I don't know if you went, I think we all were like, what do you want to, like, what should we smoke? And he, he pointed that to all of us and I was just like, like so quiet while we were smoking. Cause uh, also when I'm around like Nick and Nick, like I wanted to like kind of absorb and like, <laughs> like hear what they got to say. I got it. But he was like giving us a history lesson on that. You see on his social media that like he does a bunch of videos on that specific, if you want to talk more about that. But mm. that was, I don't know when you smoked that, did you know like that had to be on our list? Like at yeah, that time? Absolutely. Yeah. So everything that Nick releases has a purpose to it. Um, he doesn't doesn't do something just because it's cool. It always has a deeper meaning, mostly to him personally or to the industry or some kind of big historical meaning. So with Wednesday, you have his his basically his love letter to Nicaragua, which where he's he's lived on and off. It's like his second home. Charter Oak, like we spoke of, his love letter to Connecticut, his home state, and then Tabernacle, his love letter to Ethiopia, which he's studied and been fascinated with, and the, the royalty and the history of that um, that country. With Olmec, this is his ode to Mexico, which obviously your modern day cigar smoker they know San Andreas wrapper, etc. But the Olmec tribe, they were a Mesoamerican tribe who who reigned in the San Andreas Valley, where the tobacco is mostly grown in Mexico today. And as you can see on the band, they uncovered these large, you know, like the kind of like the Easter Island heads, like these large carved heads of them with rolled tobacco, you know, and it was it's considered one of the first depictions of cigar smoking. And those were made in about 900 B.C. So one of the first depictions or definitely the earliest that I can think of, uh, like cultural depictions of cigar smoking. And so Nick wanted to honor that he's also used san andreas tobacco a lot before he used it on the wise man maduro so in like a his homage to the history and you know what mexico has meant historically and in the modern industry he released the olmec now the olmec comes in two different rapper variations which i think is really interesting he has your typical san andreas maduro dark rich sweet you know probably similar to some of the other san andreas maduros we've had on here but then the one that you smoked is a san andreas claro this is your typical San Andreas tobacco, but it's not going through the Maduro fermentation process. They're not extracting the sugars and making it darker and sweeter. It's kind of just what the tobacco tastes like under normal, you know, conditions, under normal fermentation and aging conditions. What I loved about that is that it gave the cigar a more authentic, rustic spice to it and was kind of like, the connection between the cigar and the story he was telling, I just found to be incredibly fascinating because it was like this rustic, more traditional smoking experience. It wasn't this super refined, it had a ton of flavor to it, a ton of unique flavor. I think it's probably one of the more unique cigars in terms of flavor profile on our list and how he was able to attach the story to the blend. And he blended it in a specific way to kind of showcase the natural beauty of this tobacco um, and and what the Olmec tribe was 
most likely enjoying or something similar to that. I think it's just remarkable. Um, and the result is just a, just a tremendous cigar. Um, I do love the San Andreas Maduro version. I've smoked one or two of those. They are very, very good. So I'm not saying don't try it. But for more than just being a good blend, but for its significance, for the experimentation, for the creativity and the overall design, I mean, number three, I think, might even be low for this cigar. It's just, it's just it, it's such an impactful smoke, I think, on a lot of levels. Very well said. Yeah. They can't can't say much after that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it does go to show if if Nick's saying it's low at number three, it shows uh, how our top two are like. Shows that this changers. whole list is bullshit. <laughs> Do you two want to share the the spotlight for the number two? Because you said this is one of your favorite cigars. I'm, I'm it gonna, is. I'm going to let it's you a, do as much. As, can I introduce it? No, you, you do it. No, no. Because I have like, there's reasons why I love it too. I'm just going to introduce. No, the, do your thing, right. baby. So one of the one of the sad. And this is again. That's how I phrased the uh, the blog that I wrote today. One of the saddest moments of my industry time was when Nat Sherman announced that it was closing um, a couple of years ago. Um, they were an iconic part of like cigar Americana. Um, the store in the city, plus their brands, you know, the Timeless the Metropolitan. Um, so when that closed, there was definitely a hole there. But but the question that really came up after that announcement was, what is Michael Herklotz going to do? Because Michael was an icon, started off working in Davidoff, managing many of their stores, helped revitalize Nat Sherman, brought it into the modern day with the Panamericana lines and the Timeless lines, you know, getting top 25 numbers and, you know, bringing what was seen as more of an old-timey classical cigar brand into the 21st century. Um, and well-liked and respected by everybody. So the question really was, what's Michael going to do next? Um, he could have written a stick. He could have gone anywhere. He could have gone to Jerusalem. He could have gone anywhere. But instead, he starts his own company, Ferriotego. He buys some of the old Nat Sherman brands to kind of give him a base you know, here's some income for now. There's recognition here. And he also worked on those brands a lot. He created yeah. Timeless. He created Panamericana. Yeah, and those were cigars that they really were too close. good to just like die by the wayside. And we've had him on the podcast twice. And you, his, he's been working in cigars since he was in his 20s, I believe. Mm -hmm. So he was heavily, yeah, like when Nat Sherman closed, like that must have been like, what the hell do I do next? Mm -hmm. right. You know? And like Nick was just saying, he put a lot of his time and heart into these brands. And then he was able to, you know, transfer over. Yeah. And, um, but I think he also realized that even though he might've bought these baselines back, the timeless and the Panamericana and the metropolitan, he needed to create something new and something to showcase his abilities and also to compete at a high level. So he used two factories to create two new lines, both luxury lines, you know, $19 or more. He went to Placencia for his stronger, more robust one. That's the Generoso, which is another excellent cigar. But he also realized he needed something on the mellow side, smooth, creamy, that can kind of compete in that Davidoff white label space. Made just for Derek. Yeah. Literally. And for that, he went to Quesada yet again, and he released our number two cigar of the year, which is the Foundation. I'm sorry. The Fer I'll just see a foundation on my list here. The uh, Ferriotego Elegancia Toro 2022. So if you want to talk a little bit about what it tastes like in the blend and yeah, also sure. what makes this special to you. So the wrapper is Ecuadorian Connecticut, Dominican Republic uh, binder, and then a Dominican Republic and Nicaraguan filler. Um, I mean, like I've obviously smoked, I've been smoking for a long time now. And like, this was the one that I got, 
there's like certain cigars I always remember, but this was definitely one of them. Uh, part of it was also because like, this is when you were interviewing him when he was here, you guys like took photos of him and then you had to interview him up here. I remember sitting back over there and just like hearing him describe now like his, like his history, um, the cigars that he was creating. It was just insanely fascinating. It was also kind of like inspiring. Um, because the way he described it was just like, I've never heard someone describe like anything like that, but personally, um, like just have like so much passion towards something, yeah. you know, and just seeing it live and being able to smoke a cigar in front of like, and listening to the guy in front of you and like just hearing his passion, just yeah. hearing the story was just, it was just like such a cool moment in my professional career. Um, and being a, no, especially being a cigar smoker. Um, but it's just, it's just such an easy smoke. It's extremely creamy. Like you said, it per, like pairs so perfectly with coffee. And like, I, that's what I usually drink when I'm, you know, ever smoking yeah. a cigar. And it just like the way I paired with it, it was just, it just, it, it, it worked out so well. Um, so, but that was like part of the main reason why I love it so much is like hearing Michael Herklotz like talk about it and just his passion towards it. And like him being like, you know what? Um, because his big thing today was like, don't worry about like what you shouldn't be. His big thing was like, people are overthinking too much with cigars, like what type of soil it is or what type of like year it is and all that fun stuff. He's like, just enjoy the process, enjoy the smoke. And like, that's the way I am. I don't think too mm -hmm. much about flavor notes. I just enjoy the process of it. So, you know, I feel like he was like talking to me when he was describing that. So amazing stick. I, I couldn't recommend this enough. I gave this to my brother too, and he was like blown away by it. Um, so it was just a um, really cool cigar. Really great that I was able to be part of it and I, I, being a part of that. And thank you for that because it was an um, awesome experience. Yeah, the way he talked about like just we need to just go back to enjoying yes. things. And I, I know he was talking about smoking cigars, but I think that that life speech in general or that, too. Yeah, that, that, that antidote from him was like it could apply to anything because I do think in general we don't just sit back and enjoy things. There's always you always have to critique something, you always have to always distracted. Distracted, or you know, you things have to there always has to have someone always has to be a devil's advocate or like a negative spin on it. And he's like, just he basically like just shut up and enjoy the cigar for what it is. But I also feel like the way that like the, the cigar label is and the branding and everything he does, it kind of portrays him too. Cause he's like oh, yeah. chill laid back. Like I like, want to say elegant. I think no, but like, Nick says, like, like his dress down was better than how I'll ever dress up in my entire his dress life. Down drip was yeah. great. He's just a cool <laughs> yeah. dude, man. Yeah, you know, that's like, that's what why it is. like he's just a cool guy. He's, e he's e easy to talk to. He was able to relate with like music with Justin and just he was not by you. Oh really? I think he's in Ridgewood. Yeah. Oh really? He was able to listen oh, to like a song in, in the, in the lounge. And he's like, Oh, this, I think this came out in like 1992. And he's like, do you hear that? Like only music technical, like comments that maybe Justin could understand. I didn't, but like, he's just very, very relatable. And he's just a he's just a an awesome guy. Like I, I I think I've had the pleasure of being in his presence a few times, and it's always a good time. So I, I do agree with what you said about how he the passion he talked about with that. I think that and you were smoking. You're like I, you probably had a moment of clarity, like where you just you finally got it. Right? Yeah, and yeah, everything kind of clicked after yeah. that. I'm like, okay, yeah. now I get. Like, now you understand it. Now I understand yeah. it. Right. But yeah, that's um, and this the 2021 version. Was was that the number four or number one on the um, so on, Cigar Dojo so last on year? Dojo, I think Elegancia got number one, and then Generoso got number three. Yeah, so, so and that was the 2021 version. Yeah, so, so this is the 2022, uh, very similar to like what we talked about with other manufacturers. He's keeping it consistent in terms of experience. Maybe you know there's tweaked tobaccos in there. Oh, no, no, actually he's doing the opposite, but for a reason. He's doing it like a wine vintage. Yeah. So the same tobaccos, but the experience might be altered, mm -hmm. which I think is cool. It's also a limited edition, so you can kind of get away with that. If mm -hmm. you're doing a consistent, 
you know, 30,000 boxes, five different sizes, you can't really do that. Yeah. But something like this, I think it's a cool experiment. Um, and we're and on to our number one. We've arrived at our number one cigar of the year. So if Pete Johnson kind of created the seasonal release, um, John Hoover perfected it. Um, so many of the, of the cigars that he does, whether it's something like the Mule Kick, which is just a different version of, you know, a different size of an already yeah. accepted cigar, or, I, you know, his regional releases, Tennessee Waltz, yes. Texas Ro- uh, Yellow Rose of Texas. Would you consider the CHC in that or not that's really? A, that's a limited, yeah, yeah. limited yeah. edition. Um, but there was one cigar that's really, that I think perfected, like, the seasonal, once a year, different version kind of thing. Um, and that's the Las Calaveras. Um, so this year, our number one cigar of the year is the Las Calaveras uh, 2022 in the LC46 size. Beautiful little, a little bigger than a petite Corona. Um, Nicaraguan Corojo 99 wrapper, Nicaraguan filler and binder. Handmade at the uh, Pepin Garcia at the My Father factory. First of all, let's just talk about the cigar itself. Um, sweet has that reddish Corojo hue that we've seen coming from the My Father Farms. A little zest, some a little fruity notes, some citrus in there, um, some nice floral notes as well. Very well constructed. And I love it in this size. I know it came in four different sizes. Yeah, he does four, and then he does a fifth one. I think that's only available if you get like this. There's like a sampler. Okay. Maybe, maybe it's three sizes, and then a fourth one comes in the sampler. That white or box like that. sampler, right? Yeah. 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 Um. What what I loved about this this year is I think it's more impactful than just having a great cigar. Um, this is one of the most anticipated year re- releases um, dating back to when it was launched in 2014. Um, and 2014 is kind of seen as the baseline that everyone always compares one to because of how great and renowned that cigar was. Um, and they've all been different blends or they've all been kind of variations on the same theme, I want to say. They've all been playing in this kind of in the same area. He went in a very different area with this one, and it exceeded everyone. It exceeded my expectations, even though I I always look forward to this cigar. But he brought it to new heights with this kind of like like I said, this tobacco sweetness, similar to what he did in Mother Church, but I think an even more refined and elegant version of that. So it shows his willingness to keep inventing, to keep evolving, trying new things, not staying stagnant. And I think if there's a, a baseline now for what all other Las Calaveras or what all other limited edition cigars should be compared to, it's this year's release. Um, I like the light blue color. Obviously, the Las Calaveras is um, uh, honoring the Day of the Dead, the Mexican mm-hmm. holiday where families pay respect to those who have passed. So each year he uses different color scheme um, and a different blend, but the theme kind of stays there. So this year he went with like a light blue theme, which I think really pops nicely, clean cut. Um, but still really pretty. I'm a big fan of blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, that plus this amazing blend. I don't know. I think from when I smoked it, I'm like, this is at least going to be top three. And I kind of had a couple more of them. And I'm like, I think this is a clear cut uh, number one. Um, have you had the chance to smoke this yet? Turner? I actually smoked three of them. Um, and my favorite size was the six by 50 by 54. I smoked that before the Giants Cowboys game. Oh, when they won. Luck. So th- I think it brought me luck, but also I think because of that, I liked it so much, but it was like, I think compared to the other years, like uh, it's I, it's zero, like the 2019 to, for me, was like really good, but this was just like, it knocked around. The yeah. Like you could tell like, wow, this is different. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, I've smoked this a handful of times. Um, and then when, when we were discussing like what should be number one and you know, we were kind of throwing it out there. Nick was like, what do you think about this? I was like, 
I don't know why I thought that was, it was a bold move. Uh, maybe because it is a limited release. And I, ha- since being here, we haven't done something like that. Um, but I think we just need to give like John his flowers, man. Like, like I think he deserves it. Um, how much work he puts in and ever since I've been here and I've had a Los Calaveras, uh, they have not disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, he sent us a, we did an unboxing video. He sent us like the 2014 and 2015 one. And Nick is like, dude, you guys can have whatever you want, but these are mine. <laughs> like he's not a very selfish, like, he's like, these are mine. And he said in the other video, like how the 24, 2014, 2015 are probably his best Las Calaveras. And Nick was like, this is like right up there. So in three or four years, I would love to see like where this one ranks amongst all of it. And you can ask John because I've, I've, every year I've told, you know, I've never told him that one of these was better. I've said like, oh yeah, this is like on par with like 14 or 15. This is better than 14 or 15. Dang. This is the best one yeah. he's released so wow. far. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so this is this definitely is well-deserved. Um, I, I hope to see it on more lists this year, um, you know, end-of-year list, because this was really good. Uh, it got, and I got a good rating from half. I think half yeah. would give it like a 91 or 92, yeah. so it got a good rating. And he stepped a little bit outside the box with this one in terms of like the previous years, right? Yeah, in terms of – and just in terms of the composition of it, um, usually it's a little bit of a bolder cigar. I mean, I remember those 2014s being like stronger. This is much more nuanced, medium, maybe hindering on medium to full body, sweet, um, just very easy to smoke. It's in the in the vein of the Kintsugi, but I, there's a little – I think there's a little more stuff going on. A little more oomph. A little more oomph. <laughs> um, but definitely that easy to smoke, um, great construction – um, and a little fun fact, because I'm an idiot, I never realized this. The Las Calaveras is the skull. Oh, okay. A, a Calaveras is like an artfully depicted skull that they'll use, like an ornament yeah. that they'll use during the, the Day of the Dead de, Festival. De, de, uh, de los Muertos. Kind of like a sugar skull, is it what they call it? Yeah, like okay. sugar skull. Yeah. When okay. you see a sugar skull, it's that same design that they use for the Day of the Dead Festival. Sick. Yeah. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> but no, this was. this was. This was a solid list, guys. It was. And this it, was a great it list. It deserved number one. I think our top five is extremely solid. Um, our whole list is, but our top five, I think, is extremely unique. Like when we, I will put this these five cigars up against any other five that people say are the best this year. And blind taste testing, at, at least three of these are, are yeah. passing it. Yeah. At least three. I think like one thing from my perspective, like, I'm obviously an average cigar smoker. I I don't know any anywhere like even close to what you guys know, but I think like the uniqueness of all the brands and like just you guys like kind of um, showcasing all these different brands is really great because like if you look at like the CIs like top yeah. twenty five, it's always like Padron and Otero Puente and like Olivas and like all the same brands you always hear, which they have their spot obviously. But it's great to see how you guys have like these like really cool unique brands that people like me have like never really heard of, and they should go I mean, out I and think try. We're, we're I don't want to toot our horn too much, but I, I think we are sticking to the, you know, the, when we preached like, hey, why don't we, why don't we like these lists have to have newer cigars in here? And just looking at the top 10, when Nick said like Kintsugi is the only like reoccurring one, yeah, uh, you so know, Mother Church was from last year. But other than that, everything on here is was released this year. Yeah. And I think that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, a cigar that came out 10 years ago and that's won all these awards. Yeah. That could be easily number one on anyone's list. But I mean, when you're, when you're at the end of the year, when you're doing a list about the best cigars that came out this year, it has to do that. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, you know, I'm really, I think one or two personally could have flip flop. That's how good it, they were. 
but these two guys definitely deserve the top two spots. Just uh, getting to know them and how hard they work. It's like it's cool as hell. Yeah. So. Well, thank you guys very much for uh, for joining me here, no and uh, thank everyone at home for listening. Um, stay tuned for our, you know, at some point in the next few weeks, we'll we'll have like kind of our consensus episode yes. where we talk about all the other lists. Derek, you're more than welcome to join us for that one as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, thank you all very much. Hope you all had um, from when this is coming out. I hope you all had a great holiday. And uh, as always, keep them lit. <laughs>